Tony Dunn, and not to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll. In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions, only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers Podcast. Oh, you're muted. What's the deal, Panther fans? Welcome to the basement. That's right. The Panthers are in the basement with these Panther fans right here, these basement Panther fans who are upset. I got to say this is uh, first, thanks for all the support in the postgame show. Sad to see that interest for the Carolina Panthers on Tuesday night could be waning already as of after week two. Uh, but we're going to we're going to stick with y'all. Come on in. Put your feet on the couch, folks. Uh, this is a free therapy session for you and us. We'll get through this. We've gotten through it before. I've done this before, man. I've done this before. Eight game losing streak. I've done it before. Wait, this is the second time. I'm even not doing a nine game losing streak right here. So Hey, we'll be all right, folks, where it'll be all right. C3 will help you get this, through, get you through it. The name of the show is The Panthers Are the Basement of the NFL. You can be a part of the show by calling in at 252-228-5098. Make sure you bring your best call. We're moving to the one-call format, as well as um, you can be a part of this wonderful chat. Uh, subscribe, thumbs up, find the podcast wherever you get your podcast. My name's Tony Dunn, and I roll with my wheel man, Cody Lashney. Tony Dunn. Listen, if there's one thing that you can count on, it's death, taxes, and your Panthers therapy session, baby. It's the C3 Panthers podcast. Come rain, sleet, or snow. Come hail or high water. This is what we do, man. We talk about this football team. And you know what, Tony? For a while, those of us who wanted Matt Rule fired, we were kind of a minority. We were told that we were a little bit too quick to jump the gun and that we needed to give Matt Rule some time. But boy, oh boy, how things have changed. And now the public media at large is all saying that Matt Rule is a man doomed for the chopping block. But you know what, Tony Dunn? We're going to chop it up on the block here tonight with the very best damn Panther fans in all of YouTube. You already know him and love him. It's our man, Drew Oh, these three, Dakota, Dan Floyd, Daniel S, DJ Fish Nipples, what's up? John B. Jenkins, Joshua Hall, Lawrence Trevette, KG Seven Trees, Mossy Man 78 News, Panther Gal 73, Skunk Ape Mysteries, Y Big Jordan, Ten Tizzy, Tony Dunn, and nothing to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll. I want to welcome in Dakota to the podcast. He says, I'm new to the podcast. Dakota, this is the longest running Panthers podcast, man. And it's a fan a show for fans, by fans. You're now part of the family, dude. Welcome in to the C3 family. Just like my brother from another mother with the golden pipes. CK told me things were not that bad after week one. Have we ch- Are you softening your stance, hardening your stance? How are you feeling? Two days removed from another loss for the Carolina Panthers. Well, if I didn't see the Giants or the uh, Titans just take a shellacking by the Buffalo Bills, I would have said, well, the Giants did beat 
Cooper, and we did almost beat the Browns. Uh, and we're two plays away from winning those games. Like those are real things, right? We have. Um, I'm. I don't know if it makes it worse that we've lost in the manner that we have, um, because it does. It it makes it feel as though the stars are against us, right? That everything is going the wrong way from the Panthers. Um, whereas everything's going up for the for the C three Panthers podcast, it true, seems to be true. going down for the Panthers, and it sucks because I think the hardest thing as fans is to have an organization uh, who literally reacts to everything. So, what is one of the things that we talked about after the game in the post game? We talked about heavily. The lack of use from Terrace Marshall Jr., from to Higgins, to Chenault, all these things, right? Mm-hmm. And then on Monday, press conference, Matt Rule basically just recites everything we've had concerns about. Like, we, like, how is it that we fucking know this before they do? Like, we knew this watching the game they needed this. We knew this last week after the Browns loss that they needed to get these guys more involved. And you're telling me now you're just now figuring this shit out? Like, that is what's fucking frustrating to me. Tell me that this isn't poor coaching, a poor organization, and the fact that this organization just blocks fans who show their displeasure uh, with the fact that you have a coach that nobody believes in, that has proven nothing on any stage whatsoever uh, in any any real capacity. Like, we're at the point now where I think – I have seen more, like, yes, there's going to be a lot of division on Baker Mayfield, right? There's going to be a lot of division on players. Uh, there was on Cam Newton. There was on Baker. There was on Teddy. There's been a lot of division on players. Right now, Panthers fans are unified that Matt Rule needs to get the fuck out of Charlotte and go to Nebraska and do what he does best and build that program up in college because he is not an NFL caliber coach. He has been outcoached in every game that he has played. And if we have won, we haven't won convincingly. And even if we've won those last two games by a field goal, are you feeling good about this team, Tony? Um, no. <laughs> uh, we, are definitely, we are definitely facing some headwinds right now, uh, for sure. Like you said, it seems like everything uh, that can go wrong is going wrong. Um, and it really what is just disheartening to me is I feel like we should just be better. You know, even despite, like, in spite of these coaches, in spite of these things, I just feel like, man, the Carolina, how can they really be this bad? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and I saw my boy, uh, Sean, in the chat. He's a Jags fan, and I'm sure he's dealt with that sometimes. It's just like, why is it this bad? Now, they just blanked the Colts, the Jags, so I'm not trying to pick on them historically. But for the last five, six years, whatever, seven, ten it's like the lions, you know, it's like, how can it truly be this bad? And I tell you, Matt rules face. I can't stand it, man. Hmm. And I feel so bad. I feel so bad. Like disliking specific people when, you know, like they're trying, I mean, you would hope he's trying to win. You would hope, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like they're going out there and trying to lose, uh, but man, He's getting paid he's millions fine. of dollars. He got sixty-two million. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and by the way, he has a hot and fresh head coaching job waiting for him as soon as he's done. I know. I know. I have to remind myself that every time. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But at the end of the day, it's like, really, it's just like, how is it this bad? And I kept coming back to this is I almost thought sometimes that coaching was overrated a little bit. Like, is that you said um, players win games, right? Players say that all the time. They're like, they like to, they think coaches get too much credit a lot of times. But I tell you one thing is I don't know how it can be. Like, coaching has to have something to do with this at this point. If you watch, here's the thing. I've been watching a lot of these former pro athletes breaking down film. Coaching fucking matters. And I'm sorry that I'm throwing a PG out the window and we got an intro with Greg here as well. But like I, it coaching matters. The, the complexities of football is pretty incredible. Like it's, it is absolutely important and necessary for the success of a franchise. So uh, that being said, Tony, I'll let you do your thing, throwing Greg in here. Greg, the bat daddy, the stat daddy, um, i tell you this. Uh, I was telling my friend this yesterday. Is I said, uh, he said, what time did you go to bed uh, at, after the game? And because I couldn't stop drinking, dude. Like, I was just, like, in such a mood. I watched a little bit of Sunday Night Football. Then I watched House of the Dragon. And then I watched the game over again. I watched the game again in the condensed version. He said, what kind of sick guy watches the game at two o'clock in the morning? That game again. (laughs) Greg, how are you feeling? I'm feeling all right, man. It was funny because I think that it was like one 30 in the morning and I I saw you. It said, just sent a message and I I sent a message right then too. And I was like, wow, he stays up late. Like I do. Cause I'm up to like (laughs) one 32 o'clock in the morning every night. Like, yeah, but, uh, and I'm you know, struggling I'm, the next day. Oh yeah, I'm so glad to see CK fired up about this so much, man. And it looked it's so awesome. And I agree with him 100 percent on this, 100. percent Y'all know I've been saying Matt Rule this whole thing this whole time. But the only good thing about being where we're at right now, I'm trying to find some kind of silver lining, is there's no more angst for this season. We're done. I know we're done. You know how you go through the season and you're wondering if you're going to make the playoffs. You're wondering if you're going to be a good team. You're wondering if you're going to make it. That's gone for me. I, I'm done. I already know the season is done. So I can watch the games and enjoy the games. And if we have a win, awesome. And yes, I'm pulling for the team, but I have no faith that we're going to put up any kind of a fight this year. And, you know, all the angst is gone. I don't it's think kind of, in the pants. See, any this is, I feel defeated, man. I feel like, gosh, so, this is rarely oh, have. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm trying to put a, a put a lipstick on being defeated, like put a lipstick yeah. on the pig here, you know, like, like, yes, Just, you're, you're, you're resided. You've accepted it. You've met your. There you go. Your acceptance point. Like you just know well, that the marriage is over. If I can add a bit of a contradictory point here, a year or two ago, whenever the Raiders fired John Gruden, they went on to make the playoffs. Uh, barely. Oh, that's a good point. Barely, but but they did. And it really makes you think, well, you know, if we do finally do what the Panthers always fail to do and rip the band off before this wound starts to fester. If they actually do what they need to do, fire Matt Rule, get a good interim coach. I, my preference would be Steve Wilkes. Get you know get somebody leading this football team earlier rather than later. So maybe you can try and salvage together some semblance of a season. Because one thing is true every year that we've been bad. We have so much talent on this football team. And I feel like one of the questions now we're asking, is the talent going to waste? 
And are we even getting the most out of the talent that we should be getting out of them? Because I've noticed a lot of people on Twitter and on YouTube complaining that you see so many other players and coaches go to other organizations and they start to thrive once they get out from under Matt Rule. So it, it really has us questioning so many things about this organization. It really just depends on David Tepper and how fast he is willing to act. Uh, I know one thing. I'm, I'm a firm believer that if the Carolina Panthers do not beat the division rival New Orleans Saints at home this week, who has a quarterback that's prone to throw many interceptions. With a broken Pan back. Yeah. If the Panthers do not come away with a W, you are going to be witnessing Matt Rule's final game as the head coach of Carolina Panthers. And I believe that as sure as my ass is sitting here in front of you. Can I can I tell you guys, there was one point not too long ago that I was hoping that maybe the Panthers would see value in fan-created content like this and maybe want to actually have some sort of a partnership with a show like C3 or PNP. Right now, I think anything coming from the Carolina Panthers is so toxic. Yeah. I don't think that it would be a good idea and honestly, I don't want to be partnered with an organization that refuses to actually do anything that seems competent. Like there has been, I, I can't really, I mean, I think when we make these moves, there's optimism, right? When the year starts, there's optimism. Maybe, maybe this is the time that it's going to work. And I am forever the optimist. You guys know this. I give everybody the benefit of the doubt. I gave Teddy Bridgewater, the benefit of the doubt before everybody else turned on him for like the first five weeks I was on Teddy's side. Right. And yeah. then I, you know, I, I try my hardest to give these guys the benefit of the doubt. Even at the beginning of this year, I said, I kind of want Matt rule to do well. Like I kind of wanted him. I started to like him again. He started to say some stuff that got me energized that made me believe maybe this guy can do something. And again, maybe I'm tired of this optimism and constantly being taken uh, for a ride because I'm just, I'm over it. And I'm glad, I'm so glad that they want nothing to do with podcasts like this because while we're succeeding in a lot of ways, the Panthers continue to fall flat on their face. They still have yet to get a headquarters. They've still yet to get a, uh, a you know, an actual team together, a coaching, uh, a coaching uh, staff that actually knows what they're doing. At this point in time, I've, I'm, I'm happy to be here with you boys doing able do, being able to do this in an independent manner and not having right. to worry about, you know, the the clear weakness of the Carolina Panthers organization blocking. Like, I still, we got to talk I about the believe. blocking I thing. Yeah. I almost don't know. I hope it's not true. I want to go ahead, Greg. You had a point. Then we'll get on into the show. I do. Um, the only question I have, I agree completely. I want Matt Rule out of here. I want him to be fired. But I got to ask, where does that leave us? If we did that like next week, where does that leave us? Does it limit the pool of potential head coaches that we could get for the future if we were to fire yeah. Matt Rule next week? No, that's the only. I don't, I, I, I don't, only worry. It's already failed. Let him look bad. The, I mean, maybe we need to let him look bad the rest of the season, and it opens up a pool. Yeah, you know what? Maybe, maybe Greg's fine. right. Is this is you do know? you want to do better at this point? You know, like is like if this guy's going to navigate okay. you into rocky to the rocky shores, like yeah. maybe that's the captain you exactly want for the rest of the season, <laughs> rather than somebody comes in here and reels off four wins. Yeah, do, are you asking that question for the fact of? Like, do you do you think it limits it because no coach will want to come coach here if they're afraid they're going to get fired 
after that's two how i took this or... question ck that's how i took it well guess that kind of and it also makes me wonder like where would you go like if you're not are you gonna who who wants to take a job one for the end of the rest of the year unless you're promoting from within and if you do who's it gonna be you have well, to you would do promote from man yeah, yeah like, like, i mean it's just gonna yeah. be wilkes it's gonna be wilkes or our Holcomb. Well, but also, yeah. can I say this? There are some people who think that we've held on to Matt Rule too long as it is. Right. So, I mean, the fact that this man is in his third year and never really proved anything, I mean, I think that some could say that it would be right in line with when you would hire a head coach. And again, yep. I'll reiterate, I think the earlier you do it, you're actually trying to salvage your season a little bit. You know you have talent. Get some other guys to get a different look. You know that the odds aren't going to look good, but if you can get your players playing at the right place at the right time and you get a coach that can maximize their abilities, then we might be able to fix something. But I, I tell you what, if this season goes south and we're not there yet, I want to reiterate, we are not there yet. But if we get to the middle of the season, and the Panthers still aren't winning. Oh, dude, it's time to start. Bro, if they don't right. win next week, it is it South. Is. It right. is South. Get, I mean, we'll see next week. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, I know it's not there die. yet because there is two. There's only two games into the season. Mathematically, the potential exists. But right now, you, and how Cody is the glass half, glass half full of this bunch? What is right. going yeah, on? What the hell, Somebody dude? Body yeah. snatched. Uh, <laughs> well, here we're gonna get into that. Who would replace Matt Rule as an interim head coach? Um, would would the job become less attractive by just parting ways so early? I don't think so. I think it's like head coaching jobs, you just take them if you can get them. Yeah. Um, but we'll get into that. Uh, I, do, I do want to remind our show tonight is sponsored by Manscaped, right? If you go to manscaped.com, you can get all of these awesome products. Uh, like... The Weed Whacker or the Lawnmower 4.0. And these are top-of-the-line, high-end male grooming products. Folks, don't um, don't let yourself go just because the Panthers have let this season go, potentially. Keep it clean. Be ready and fresh. Um, and be ready and fresh just for yourself. It's just good to, to feel good, look good, feel good. Keep it clean down there. You go to manscaped.com. You use the promo code Panthers. That's the promo code Panthers. And you'll get 20% off your order and free shipping. They have lots of cool products. Not only do they have great high-end male grooming products, they have like uh, body care products like uh, ball deodorants, right? They're, you know, it's a, it's a man website. So it's a little edgy in the titles and the things like that. They like to have fun with this. They want you to keep it light keep it fresh and they got cool clothes they got nice shirts they got a, a boxers they got cool toiletry bags all kinds of great products at manscape.com take advantage of that panthers 20 percent off plus free shipping worldwide and that's one way you could su support the podcast go buy a gift for somebody um you know thanksgiving's coming up i don't know if that's appropriate thanksgiving christmas coming up at this point halloween's coming up you might need to shave some sort of message to Matt Rule in your, you know what, that would be a sight to see, I would say. But at the end of the day, look, uh, help the show grow, uh, continue to get us sponsors. If we get enough support from Manscaped, they have, um, they've articulated that they'll stick with us for the rest of the season. So right now we're kind of in a testing phase. Uh, so 
we don't know where we're at um and so we we know we need eight for this month for eight people to use the code panthers um and so if you're one of those people put your hands in the chat let us know we'd be interested to see how many people have been interested in uh getting into manscaped and also uh tell us what your opinions are on it because we're we're you know uh, honestly interested to see what people think about it we love it i love it um i actually was a manscaped customer before they even became a sponsor um and uh and i'm i'm a big proponent of that it's something that i think everybody should uh take an opportunity to look into uh, and take care of yourself man that's the main thing <laughs> thank you san antonio gato san antonio gato uh with the great comment uh, he says there's nothing more breathtaking than a shorn scrotum um Man, let's just get into it. The Panthers are in the basement of the NFL. Um, this are some high, I saw I saw this a headline pop up on Panthers Wire. Friends of the C three Panthers podcast, Anthony Rizzuto has been on Rizzuti's been on several times in the past. Uh, he wrote this story and it said, "Are the Panthers the new laughing stock of the NFL?" And uh, as you peek around the league, um, I think we've we've lost nine straight games at this point but matt rule um you know i mean he's got to go up there i I feel like matt rule maybe took uh the blame more than he has ever done in this in these press conference after today or yesterday uh after the game and then the one he did yesterday um saying that you know this starts with the coaches we've got to do better and then you know they went through down everything we got to execute this but he said uh he was being asked about changes in personnel I think this was uh, specifically um, geared towards maybe Shy Smith struggling with some drops, uh, Chuba Hubbard uh, fumbling even on the opening kickoff, who has not had the most sure hands uh, in his hands. He's got hands that are so stonish they look, Ted Ginn looks like he got baby butt fingers, man. You know what I mean? And Ted Ginn had stone hands. Matt Rule's response was, we're not at that point right now. We don't need to change. We need to battle through and push through. That is how you get over the hump. It is you just freaking push over the hump. I feel like he said something very similar last year. So you got battle through. Like Right now, the question is, is are the Panthers the worst team in the NFL? I don't know how you say that we're not. I mean, look, I, you know, we've been talking I about have this an a argument, little bit. But- uh, I, yeah, I mean, there there are certainly some teams that you can make the argument for, um, but I, but still, some of those other teams, you know, they have you know more things going for them than even we do. Uh, I mean, if you look at the Carolina Panthers right now, not only have we not won in a long time, we have the longest active losing streak in the NFL, but we have a coach who has literally never proven anything. And by the way, like, it, we're not even a, a, a team that's tanking. Like, there's a bunch of quarterbacks to be had in this year's draft, but there's no, like, one name, really, that's kind of ruling above all else, at least not yet. C.J. Stroud's kind of looking like that guy. Um, he's looking like he's in the Heisman chase. But I really just don't, you know, well, what's the bright side to this team right now? We do not have a franchise quarterback, which I maintain that we don't. I am not a Baker Mayfield believer. Um, you know, we're, our, our offense, until proven otherwise, is still at its best when we're giving the ball to our running back and feeding him heavily. Uh, and then our defense has yet to produce a takeaway. 
Like the Panthers are embarrassing right now in every way, shape, and form. You have up on the screen uh, where we rank in the power rankings. Uh, and according to most people, we are the very bottom of the barrel. In fact, at least four teams have us, or four of those publications have us bottom two. Like, this is as bad as I can remember it being. Um, a, a, listen, if you would have told us when David Tepper hired Matt Rule that this is where we would be, I would have told you that the whole thing was, in a, was a complete unmitigated disaster. And that is exactly what this whole thing has been. And it sucks because you want to be hopeful for everything going on, but you just can't have faith in this team, I feel like, with this coach basically doing everything in his power to make sure that we fall just short every week. Yeah, I have to agree with you completely, man. I mean, I think I said it on Sunday in the post game. I don't think there's any team in the NFL I can see us beating. Like, I, I don't. Even on our best day, I don't I, like playing at our peak performance. I don't think that we could beat any team right now in the NFL. You know, I didn't even think about what CK said a moment ago about how the Jets are. Because I, I was thinking about like Jets being bad and like things like that. The Jets beat the Browns and Browns beat us. And then who? And then the Giants beat the the Titans and the Titans just got smashed by Buffalo. And I'm like, wow, we really, really are like the bottom of the barrel. But like. I can't believe, to be honest with you, there's even one that has us 27th. I know like, that one's that's kind of bizarre to me. Yeah. Is like, what are four teams that are worse than us? Right, or five, five teams. Uh, TK, you said that there, yeah, there's an argument for somebody being worse than us. Who, who is that team? Um, right now, I would say almost the Colts. Um, the Colts have talent, um, and they've had like they have. Uh, you know, Matt Ryan, who is much more of a proven QB than Baker Mayfield was. They have head and shoulders a better offensive line by a long shot. Um, they have uh they they they're missing some pieces, but these this is a team that's been very similar in its movement, right? Going from one quarterback to the next quarterback, trading away assets to make it happen, paying the farm, and and constantly doing this limbo. They don't. They have one of the best running backs in the league, very similar to the Panthers, and they still d- couldn't beat the Texans. And on top of that, they lost twenty-seven to zero, I think, to the Jaguars. Like it's, it was not pretty, and it was quite honestly like there are people calling for. There's a there is a um, there is a very close line of who's going to be the first to go, um, either Matt Rule or Frank Wright. And uh, and right now, uh, the Colts should be good. Like, the Colts, by all accounts, should be a good team. And they are hot fucking garbage. Sorry again for the language, guys. But they are not. They looked bad. Um, and well, uh, so did we. Not, not they, nearly as. How, how, how much they did we at least They it? have a better record than us. They do. Because they tied. Yeah, but they also I know, I mean, lost but they still have a better record. to zero. Do you know how hard that is to not score a single point in, in an yeah, NFL it game? It is tough. I mean, it's, they it doesn't happen lost very often. 27 to zero. Yes, they didn't have Shaq Leonard, but they had everybody else outside of Pittman. They had one of the best running backs in the league. They have who is uh, who is largely considered a, one of the better quarterbacks in the league, or at least in in in, in recent history, and Matt Ryan. 
and they have one of the better offensive lines. They're very similar to the Carolina Panthers in a lot of ways, except for they have a more proven roster and a more proven coach, and they still lost 27 to zero. Horrendous. Yeah. I mean, that look is if you pull if you pull a team that I think has had the the most that that looks um different than I expected them to, it's the Colts. You know, I expected I thought that they were gonna improve. They've been that nine and eight team for the last year, you know, two years right. ago. They were knocking on the door to play off. I thought they were gonna get better. Uh I do think that the Panthers look worse than I expected them to. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, I would say if there's anything, you know how people talk about the best undefeated team? Like, so they'll go like, it'll be a 4-0 team, and you'll be like, that's I mean, the worst undefeated team. Like, fraudulent 4-0. Uh, Mike Vela put the Bengals are 0-2. I would say that's like a fraudulent 0-2. Like, I mean, you know, is that like, is that it sucks? I mean, it is ridiculous. They lost to a backup quarterback with the Cowboys. They're kind of snake bit at this moment in that Super Bowl hangover. Joe Burrow, you know, is but like I don't I'm not worried about them as in like they're not gonna win a game this year. Well, he's a is that I'm I wonder at what point do we actually start legitimately having that conversation of are we gonna win a game? Um, but I wanted to ask you guys this is what was the worst performance by the Panther Panthers, week one or week two? Week one, I would I would say week two. I think because I, I feel like two years in a row we should have beaten the Giants. Yeah, and I still feel like we have a better football team than the Giants from a talent perspective. I still feel that way, hmm. um, but we're just chronic underachievers, and uh, it that one to me feels like we should have won. Yeah. I would have to say week two as well, because for me, week one, although we did lose and we didn't look good, we were down. We drove back and took the lead. And to be honest, I still feel like the game was taken from us because of a missed call. And I don't like to blame games on one call, but that would have changed the entire game. And that would have completely changed the narrative, at least in the first game, is that Baker Mayfield drove us down the field for the game when he touched down after starting slow. Now, game two was horrible. Game <laughs> two. horrible. But, but here's what's oh, strange. Yeah, the kind of strange about the game two is what was good in game one was bad in game two, and what was bad in game one was better in game two. So we just well, flip floppity the no, problems because think, our defense stopped the run, yeah, for the most part. Um, they kept the team to 19 points. You know, they didn't win the turnover battle. But at the end of the day is this, is like if you hold the other team in the NFL to under 19 points, I feel like your defense at least deserve to say that they weren't bad. Like was our defense, did they blow it on a couple of things? Yeah, they continue to struggle on third down. Like, and they continue to struggle when they shouldn't. Like mm-hmm. the Daniel Jones salting it away at the end with that with that run looking like Kyler Murray out there or something. You know what I mean? Like, there's m- moments, like, the defense isn't great when they need to be, mm-hmm. but they held them to 19 points. Right. And according to PFF, did you guys see this? And, again, I love this, is PFF is one of those things that people uh, love them when they like the stat and then they hate them when they don't like the stat. Yeah. But it said the Panthers had the best run defensive grade out of any team in the NFL in week two. Oh, in week two, but yeah. that's and that's my that's going to be my argument why I think week one was worse, right? I think 
our offense yeah, played okay. right. our offense played a little bit better this round. There was one explosive play that made last week or the the Browns uh game feel like it was a better offense than it was. Right? And that was really it. There was one explosive play and that was a 1 yard or one uh, 75 yard bomb to Robbie Anderson. Outside of that, I think your offense played better in week 2 because we got Christian McCaffrey involved more. Uh, and they weren't, uh, I mean, they were, they were consistently getting into the red zone. They just weren't getting the touchdowns. They were getting stopped. We had four red zone trips. Like we were moving the ball as an offense. They just weren't sealing the deal. Um, and then the defense showed tremendous progress from week one to week two. Like it, it did get better. It just feels like it's worse because we lost to the giants. Whereas we Hmm. lost to the Browns who a lot of people would consider as a, Super Bowl caliber team outside of Jacoby Brissett, which could change when Deshaun Watson comes back if he actually ends up being the same Deshaun Watson we've seen in the past. Um, so I think largely the first week was by and large the worst outside of the fact that we had that stolen by the refs was by, yeah, it was definitely the worst in my opinion. I'd like to continue to encourage everyone uh, to support the show. Uh, there's fi- there's ways that you can support the show. Um, both just one way is just smashing the thumbs up button, folks. Is turn your phone to the vertical. If you're watching on your phone, hit that thumbs up button. Subscribe. Hit the bell notification. We're putting out a lot of content tomorrow night. Beat check. Uh, Alan Ulrich from Under the Dome podcast will be joining us to prepare for this preview. This Saints game. You can check that out Friday night. We got the Friday free for all, which has become a fan favorite. Um, I think some people misunderstand it when they run across it, the show. Um, I see some comments and they're like, what is going on? You know, like it's too crazy. Things like this, but that it's meant to be. That's why it's called the Friday free for all. It's the show yep. that the fans control the conversation. And when I say control it, they control it. Sometimes they just run with it, man. I mean, tons and tons of people are in there. Fight uh, for Friday your spot. Con- Bring, yep. bring that opinion, uh, bring the fire, and I'll do my best to pass it around to people. And then after the games, uh, we have the post-game show, which is like become a staple. Man, the, this post-game show, wildly successful. We might not have the most subs out of the whole YouTube planet, but we got some great, great uh, – we're building a great community. It's because of you guys. Uh, we're, before the show started, we were three subscribers away from 4,200 subs. Think about how hard we fought to get to 4,000. That's crazy. So smash that subscribe button and consider joining to be a C3 super fan uh, because we have, look, for $1.99 a month, you get uh, kind of show your loyalty to the podcast. And I'm going to tell you, there are perks that come around with being one part of the inner circle. Just like tonight, a super perk for a super fan. Panther Pickle, you are, we have decided that one of our super fans was going to get tickets to the Sunday game, courtesy of another super fan. This was a gift to the C3 show from a super fan to a super fan. Panther Pickle, you today, sir, if you can make it to the game, get two tickets to Sunday's game against the New Orleans Saints. Now, just know they're up, but that's okay. You don't want to be too close to this shit show. You might. (laughs) You don't want to be too close. You want to be up there in the open air, bro. But these tickets for a C3 Super Fan for just $1.99, 
you can continue to show your support. There's other ways to donate. Look down at the bottom. Um, cool stuff going. Call in at 252-228-5098. Let's go through some of the stats. You know, I went back and watched the game. And I got to say this is Blue Baker would just wasn't good. And I know that you guys, uh, Cody was a little uh, nice to him, a nicer, which I feel like this is like some way and somehow the universe has created this podcast and it was necessary for this podcast um, where we don't agree no matter what. I mean, it just seems like it's <laughs> like we're is that when I like Baker, he hates him. When he likes Baker, I hate him. Baker blew it. At the end of the second quarter, he made mistakes. He continues to have those happy feet that Cody had that says he had, like where the pot where he feels the pressure. Um, and he starts getting nervous. He gets he gets uh he's missed third downs. And look, at the end of the day, I don't care. His he he had he was awful. His uh, the series at the end of the third quarter. He missed the third down conversion. He only he had 48% completion rate, 145 yards. And somehow he's still not the worst player on our team. Is that what is crazy about it is I actually feel like he gives us an opportunity to win more than potentially some of the past quarterbacks we've had. But he's been stinky, dude. Baker is burning. Man, he forgot to set the timer. He's burning his buns. Baker Mayfield through two weeks. What are we going to do? Look, I mean, what can I say? You're right, Tony. You and I, uh, we're like oil and water, man. You and I sometimes we just, uh, and you're right. We need to get this debate my tech going again because uh, I feel like there's a lot of them that that we can go back and forth on. But listen, part of this is just because you know I I, I feel like in the stretch Baker made some good throws. Now there were far less than the bad throws that he made. That's obvious. But, you know, he had uh, one drive where we finally scored a touchdown. I think he had a good drive. He uh, threw a good ball to the back of the end zone. Um, I like some of the things that he did. I like the fact that he doesn't get discouraged. And one of the things that I will I do say, love that. Sam Darnold, you knew that at the end of the game, he was going to play his absolute worst, right? And Baker Mayfield has played pretty stinky. But I feel like at the end of the game, Baker kind of plays his best ball. Now, as Greg alluded to on the post-game show, you can kind of make an argument that maybe Sam Darnold had been better through two games if you're looking at just purely statistics. Um, oh, actually, in every category, the Panthers had two wins. Uh, both of them had Christian McCaffrey through two games. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that really could – the only. Rating. Yeah, I mean, like uh, more yards, more completions. Um, you know, I, I don't know how – what were – Greg, can you look up Sam Darnold's touchdown number? Because I know he rushed for a bunch of touchdowns. He didn't have a lot of passing, but he did rush for yeah. like three or four. Well, I remember he, he, had, three, he, had, he five, had three rushing touchdowns at one point. He had yeah. five rushing touchdowns and two passing touchdowns through three, through three games, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Well, it, like, it wasn't a lot of passing. Were 3-0 and o to start. Right. So you give them that. And I don't care. I mean, you could say they played crappy teams, but, you know, so have we this year in many ways. I think if anything is that and the irony of this is that the offensive game plan has been pretty bad for the Panthers, too. Do you think that here's here's a couple of things. And again, as you guys know, I'm ever the optimist and I'll play devil's advocate all day on these. Um, 
if you want to compare apples to apples, let's also keep in mind uh, in those first two games that Sam Darnold played, uh, how often did the defense give up over 230 yards rushing uh, to the opposing team? That makes it really difficult. Um, second uh, is how you might say that these are bad teams, but can you really say they're bad teams at this point in time? Because the Browns have one of the best uh, like rosters outside of the quarterback, one of the best rosters in the NFL. We didn't you know have they that were against up anybody. Thirteen points against the. They were up mm-hmm. thirteen points against the Jets with a minute and thirty-seven left. left yeah, first and time they lost. Yeah, dude, that was which crazy. is crazy because we were up what one point or whatever uh, with a minute and thirty-seven seconds against the Browns, and we lost. And I was like, and I, mm. and then so, but that being said, I also want to point out you. We want to talk about the Giants being bad, but. They've won their first two games. Can we say that they're bad right now? Because Daniel Jones isn't making a lot of mistakes. Saquon Barkley still looks good. Outside of their receiving core, who might be the biggest question mark they have, their defense wasn't bad. They were missing their two starting defensive linemen. That's the big issue that we have as well um, when you look at it that way. But then the other part of this, the other aspect we've got to take into consideration is Baker didn't have OTAs. Baker didn't, like he was basically splitting reps with Sam Darnold throughout the entire preseason, like the entire preseason, he wasn't getting the reps with the the ones. So I think as I've said from the get go, I'm prepared to give him a few games to get his feet underneath him to see what we have at the end of the day. If he's bad, he's bad. And I'm willing to accept that. But right now to say that he is bad and he isn't going to be capable of being good. It's just not a fair, if you're trying to compare apples to apples, you can't do that with Sam Darnold last year. I think that's real. Like I want, I'm like, I'm not ready to quit on Baker yet. I'm not saying it's time to bring in Sam Darnold or PJ, but at this rate, I mean, you might have to at this or not. You don't have to, but like, I don't want to bring in PJ. Uh, I'm I'm, I'm done with that. Is that, but if Sam Darnold gets healthy and he goes two, three more games like this, at what point do we say, hey, the potential just isn't panning out? Right. Uh, I think after this and this game. is the point. Is she just hasn't been good. Yeah. He just hasn't game, been good. After I this went, game with the Saints, it's that's what it's going to boil down to. He's going to be playing a good defense. If you haven't gelled after two weeks of being just the only guy in the quarterback room that has to be preparing, like you aren't splitting reps. It, it, you've had, by this point, three weeks, if not more, of that just constant focus on you being the guy. If you aren't, if you can't put it together this week, I don't care whether you're going against good defense or not. I'm ready to put him in the. I've been real upset with McAdoo. They have not done him any favors. They put like all the pressure on Baker Mayfield. Like, it's like, Hey Baker, go win, go win. Like, it's like, they forgot that you can win in different ways. And that's wild because, like, hey, Christian McCaffrey is this. It almost like, I mean, in this second game, it was like, hey, oh, uh, surprise, Christian McCaffrey's good at football. Yeah. That's the thing that irritates me more than anything. It took them, and they still almost abandoned it in this game. Yeah. They still don't want to gave it. They gave him a good few runs at the very beginning of the game, but it felt like they completely removed him from the game there in the second quarter, potentially. I think, if I'm not mistaken. And then the third quarter was somewhat non existent. Outside of that big 60 yard run that he had, like he was largely non existent because the coaching staff just decided to give Baker the ball all three times that he threw the ball. Like when we had the three and outs, nine times out of 10, it's because they didn't hand the ball off to Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. 
I, I want to push back on the Giants being a decent team too, though, because like we can't in one hand say like the Panthers are bad because they lost to teams like Cleveland and the Giants, and then the Giants are good because they beat teams like Tennessee and Carolina. Like I think the Giants being two and zero, if it's kind of like how we would feel right now if we were two and zero. It's like we're two and zero, but do we? Yeah, really but you know, trust two and zero. Well, like, but I they're don't, exceeding don't really expectations in a way. They're exceeding expectations. We're falling below expectations. But you're right; they're not a good team. I mean, they don't yeah. have a good quarterback. Um, their defense is injured and nicked up. Uh, but here, uh, like they did everything they could to not win that game. Mm-hmm. Right. But even if they're not a good team, we're a worse team. Exactly. <laughs> that, that makes us look worse. And, and too, the uh, Chuba Hubbard, man, is like, can they really put him back on the field? How about oh, this? Also, Just think about this. Is look, Go ahead. I was going to say, before we jump into that, like, this is a very good point. You guys want to compare apples to apples? Let's compare apples to apples with Sam Darnold against the Giants last year and tell me who's the better oh, fucking God. QB. Let's go. Ooh, pull up his mm. stat line. I got, I got stats right here. Against he did get benched in that year. game. He got he benched there for 112 game. yards, 64% oh. completion, zero touchdowns, one interception. 16 for 25. So almost the exact stat line without the uh, intercept, without the touchdown. Without a TD. Now, however, through the first three games, I just looked it up. He had three passing touchdowns, three rushing touchdowns, almost 1,000 yards, almost 70% completion rating. So through the first three games, he played way better than – Mayfield has, yeah. but against the Giants, it was almost the same stat line. That Giants game, you know what is sixteen uh, this game? PBR. This yeah. was a better performance by us against the Giants than last year's was, but it won't much much better. It won't no, much better. All of this tells me that the Panthers don't have a franchise quarterback. I mean, we just you don't know what? I don't even care. You know, I'm. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to hear the word franchise quarterback. Coach. I'm no, I do because if you don't stop, have one, you don't have anything it. at all. I just want a quarterback. The reason, no, but see, this is the deal. I'm done with a quarterback for the past three years in a row. We, we don't have, have a we quarterback. Have, no, but this is what I'm saying. All we're doing is trying to get a quarterback that's just good enough that can be elevated by a good football team. When you look at the best football teams in the NFL, they all have a stud under center. Everybody who thought Kirk Cousins was good enough, look at that <laughs> dude now. That dude looks absolutely miserable. By the I way, saw a guy say everybody, that Kirk Cousins was a case of blue balls. Dude, everybody was even given um, the quarterback for the uh, the Raiders. Derek Carr. Carr. Derek, uh, listen, I was even one of the people that was like, Derek Carr, kind of underrated. But mm-hmm. nah, dude, turns out it's just average. If you have an average, basic ass quarterback under center, there's the possibility that they be able to make it to the playoffs. But they're never going to win you a game in the playoffs unless you have a badass team built around them. And not only do the Panthers not have all assets of that badass team, but even if you don't, even if you do have those things, if you don't have a quarterback, that can push you over the edge, you are never going to be a serious contender year in and year out. I don't care about about being a serious contender. I just want to be a contender at this point. No, I want it all. I'm selfish as hell. Give me 10 games in the playoffs. I just want one win. No, I want it all. I want one win at this point. What I'm saying is this is, uh, I don't know if you remember, I'm the king. My friend Clip Rock gets mad at me every week on Pirate Radio because all I do is make 90s movie 
and music references. I'm stuck in the nineties. I'm a, I'm a kid that my, like, and my boy KG seven threes, who's the one that gave us the tickets to, to give to a super fan tonight. He's my boy from that era. And like this, we rolled together, listen to the same music and things like this. And I, and I just remember an old Wayne's world line that I love and his crazy ass girlfriend gives him a, it comes up and says like, Hey Wayne, I got you a gift. I got you a birthday gift. And they're like, Oh God, crazy ex-girlfriend. And she, and she hands him this gift in the donut shop. And he goes, what is it? She goes, it's a gun rack. And he goes, I don't even own a gun, let alone enough guns to necessitate an entire rack. We don't even have a quarterback, let alone a franchise quarterback. <laughs> and that's just kind of what I think is like, yes, I want that. The land, it makes you, and I know, I saw somebody say this on Twitter. They said this to me. They're like, I'm so tired of you guys or people just talking about Cam. I don't want Cam back right now. I didn't want him back last year. Um, I want I'm, I want to remember Cam like dear to me, like my first girlfriend, you know, like well, not my a- first, but the, you know, but the first one you you know what with. I want to rem- keep him in my heart like that, and I'm telling you, is like it makes it crazy to think of how cool it was to have Cam Newton. Well, here's the thing. Like I know you said it sucked. It was great for the like that. We had the best show of our entire podcast when we had Cam Newton resign. Oh yeah, you're right. You know, oh, yeah. it was. We had we had what eight hundred people or seven hundred people watching us at one point. It was that, ridiculous. That video, the video when Cam came back got uh, it, or the last time I checked it, it's been a long time, over a year. Obviously, it was at uh, twelve thousand views. And that was the live stream that we did. So yeah, it it it, it, it <laughs> got up Vegas there, man. And, but like, yeah. my, like if you look at the Bills on Monday Night Football last night, it's like, oh, okay, that you whole see. team, that whole team is nasty. And we can talk about how, how much Josh Allen is dialed in, bro. We're, Josh we're Allen is dialed because in because so much that Bills team reminds us of those legendary Panther teams of old. But it, I mean, look, if you look at the Bills. If you look at the Chiefs, if they lose one of their man players in free agency, like the Chiefs did, by the way, they lost Tyreek Hill. You know why? And if you were, you know, yeah, and yeah, and Tyron Matthew. You know why? If you're a Chiefs fan, you don't care too much because you know that you have Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback. And it's a great now, feeling. It's right, a great feeling. and, and uh, uh, that as long as we have this mindset. That oh we just need to we just need to get a guy that can that that can help us win. No, it's that mediocrity, basement dwelling stuff that has Panther fans thinking short term. If Matt Rule is going to yeah. be out the door, if Matt Rule is going to be out the door, his only Scott Fitter's only mission in life needs to be to find the answer at quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. And build around them from there, because until then we ain't going nowhere. Dude. It's just harder than you think, right? You know, I, I know so. it's just harder than you think. He's like, no, nah, think about these guys. These are they're one in a hundred. You know, the Patrick Mahomes, the Josh Allen, the this. You know, they don't just grow on trees, Cody. And I would, or I, I'd hate that. I don't. This is going to hurt my heart. It hurts my heart to say this. But the way Josh Allen's playing right now, he's playing better than Cam like ever did. A hundred percent. 
I mean, at least as a, you know, the one thing I would just say is this is Cam had the ability to, to do it by himself. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like Cam was, it, and and the Panthers took advantage of that some somewhat and invested everything on the defense and things like that. Is like I know that you guys say that Josh Allen's big and strong and run, but you, they're not. He's just a this guy is an elite passer right now. I mean, he's just putting the ball in windows that barely exist. You open your window for a second to let a mosquito out, and he's throwing a football through it. I mean, he is, and and he's got Diggs, who is fantastic, and Cam never had that. You know, in a way, and that's uh, but I'm just saying this is I'm watching Josh Allen play, and I'm watching the Bills play, and it reminds me a lot of the 2015 Panthers team is where everything is clicking. Mm-hmm. The only difference is I know that people, you guys said this before the show started, that you would think that the the Bills are even better than what the 2015 Panthers were. I think the only reason we say that is because we thought they were going to be good from the beginning. You know, we knew they were good last right. year. We expected them to be good. The Panthers were kind of a surprise story in 20, not kind of, they were a surprise story. So if like the Panthers would have made the playoffs the year before and kind of walked into that trajectory, I think it would have, we might not say, and that's just head and shoulders above them because everything went right for the Panthers that year. Everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, Cam was putting up these crazy ass numbers, but Josh Allen, how about this? And Josh Allen didn't even throw the most touchdowns yesterday. I don't think. He well, he only played three quarters. The dude, like, yeah, they, they uh, pulled him out. He had like four touchdowns by the the, the third quarter. Dude was like, ridiculous. I, I love how now the, the only thing that we can do is compare people to Cam and say, oh, well, Cam couldn't do that. Like, at the end of the day, like, my this conversation is going to be colored by the fact that, yes, if you look at all the facts, Josh Allen is a better passer, and that is undeniable. It is also undeniable that they have put a night and day offense around right. Josh Allen. And what but the franchise keep, is supposed Cody. to do is exactly what the Buffalo Bills are doing. Now hold on, but, CK. I'm no, not no, trying you're... to say I'm not trying to say that 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 Cam would necessarily be able to make every throw that Josh Allen's making. But after seeing what he did in 2015, man, if we had gotten him a Stephon Diggs, if, if we had gotten him some other legitimate weapons or he had the opportunity to do so, that time that we're talking about for the Panthers could have lasted a lot longer. Right. And the only but- point that I'm making is it just only goes to show us how much the Panthers don't have a game changer at that position. But to defend Tony, he never said that Cam couldn't play at the same level. He said, right now, Josh Allen is playing better than Cam Newton ever did. He didn't say that Cam, if he had the same weapons, that he couldn't have played at the same level. Yeah, He's just saying well, I that. I think they would be in the same conversation. No, I think they'd be in the same conversation. I'm just saying right now, what I saw from Josh Allen in these first two weeks and how he ended the season last year, trading blows with Patrick Mahomes, he's special at this point, yeah. you know, and I don't know. And I'm like, I'm, I mean, I, I said this last year is I need to see more from Josh Allen to like really buy into it. But like through two weeks into this season, I think I saw more. I think I saw more. So he's, they're on fire. I'll add uh, every, when I'm, when they panned to that crowd yesterday and they were just blocking, like recovering fumbles 
and then throwing darts down and Everyone's scoring touchdowns. I was misery drinking, watching foot Monday night football. And I said, man, I know that feeling. I was at a game where it felt like that. The NFC, the 2015 NFC championship, that game, everything went right. Man, it's like the best sports environment I've ever been in. It was so much fun. Seems like so, so long ago. In fact, it's starting to become so, so long ago. Mm-hmm. That's the thing is that you keep going, oh, man, it wasn't that long ago. It's starting to get there. So um, one of the other things as we go on, let's just kind of find a, kind of finalize some things about this uh, game. Uh, one of the things that has continued, look, the Panthers got Christian McCaffrey more involved. He had a big rush, 6.8 yards per carry, 100, crested 100 yards um, rushing. So he was a prize pick winner for a lot of people. Um, but then you look over here in the passing game, we already talked about Baker Mayfield's struggle struggles is that, Oh, Robbie Anderson with that three point three catches, man, blew it. Right. I think he dropped one miss mate. Baker missed him on a couple, like nothing went right in the passing game. He fumbled. Yeah. Um, but there's two things I want to talk about. This is, Oh, he did fumble. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to fight too much. Sometimes like, it's okay to be the crazy fighter. If you're like Bo Jackson, but you're Robbie Anderson. You skinny. You skinny right. and slim, man. When you get wrapped up by three dudes, just go down. Just go down and keep the football. Um, but a big conversation has been two things. Is DJ Moore, um, you remember that people saying the underrated receiver. Uh, DJ Moore's not been getting a lot of attention since Baker Mayfield's been in town. And to be honest, that's not surprising because it didn't seem like they had the greatest connection in preseason or ver- via – Maybe we didn't see it a lot in preseason, but even in training camp. Um, and then I want to talk a little bit about what we can do um, to kind of fix this. Uh, Cody, Shy Smith. Man, tough game. Tough game for Shy. That's just that. That's it. Yeah. Tough game for Shy. No doubt. Game. And it's okay to have a bad – you know, it's like is, uh, is that that's what I just – but the Panthers, they kept putting him out there. He's hurt. Uh, Andre Roberts is like he's – what do we think about this receiving core? How does Carolina uh, get into it? And I want to go to a clip. Well, after uh, if you could actually, can we go ahead and pull up the clip? It is labeled as uh, Higgins and opportunities. Um, yeah. It's the third clip that I put in the private chat. Um, what this is is the Panthers were asked about, like, hey, is and I think Joe Person asked the question is. What about Higgins, who showed some promise in the preseason, has a connection with Baker Mayfield from Cleveland? Why isn't this dude even getting involved in the game, particularly when Shai Smith is struggling? Where did um, you send it to me? It's in the private chat of StreamYard at the top. Yeah, the top. Three, did they come through? I don't see see it. Yeah. No. no, so if you send, send it. it before you guys get in, uh, here it is. Resend it. I sent it before anybody was even in the chat, so I wonder if they don't show up because no one was there. Um, I sent them earlier today. Anyway, uh, this is Matt Rule being asked about uh, what is Higgins? Rashad Higgins? That's his name. Rashad. Rashad Higgins. So um, what do you guys think about the mixture right now? Is that, look, uh, Terrace Marshall Jr., some different things. Here we go. Here's Matt Rule. 
No, I just think uh, Richard did not um, I think practice well in a group with Cam and Hope, I think. You know, we kind of went in with those, you know, those, those three guys and we're going to be in some no huddle and, 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 you know, play those guys. But there's opportunities to rotate a little bit more. So that, 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 that to me is one of the things. Um, it's a little early in the week, but I just feel like there's players that can help. Incredible answer here is Rashard Higgins just needs opportunities, but you haven't given him any opportunities. Yeah, does he like, realize like, that What does that, that even mean? To give him the fun. It's like this dude doesn't know that he's the head coach of the Carolina Panthers. Hey, asshole, that's on you. Okay? Hey, if you if we're having, yeah, if we're having <laughs> red zone problems, then maybe you should rotate them in. And the fact that every single press conference, he does this double down shit. Oh, we're so close. We're so close. We just got to fight a little bit harder. Yeah, no shit, you're close. The reason why you're not over the edge is because the coaching is terrible. You are the problem with this football team, Matt Rule. And if, if that is such an issue that Panther reporters are bringing it up to you in the press conference, then it's like, dude, what are we doing here? Why does someone need to say that to you in a press conference before it dawns on you? Even the week before, why does a reporter need to say, hey, you didn't run with Christian McCaffrey that much. You think maybe you should have ran it more? And then it goes, yeah, in hindsight, maybe we probably should have gave Christian some more touches. Yeah, well, hindsight is twenty twenty, asshole. It's like, this is not working. Everything he sounds is so dumb. And, and it's all just platitudes. It's all just coach speak. There is no method to the madness. They're making shit up as they go. And I'm telling you, a lot of it comes from Phil Snow. And Phil Snow also doesn't know shit about what he's talking about. You know, is the uh, rules starting to look tired and defeated? You know what I mean? You yeah. can just see the, like in the, I thought that he looked good. Uh, I thought that him losing weight in the offseason, he looked comfortable and confident in the press conferences in the throughout the preseason and training camp i thought he was hitting a point where he wasn't but the noise is happening you know what i'm saying the like i mean the stress he's starting to look like a president in their third year that's exactly what he is it's like you know you see the president the pictures of barack obama he came in look like a young young man and he walks out of the office eight years later it looked like he aged a hundred years <laughs> like i mean every president goes through that uh, so Matt Rule looks tired, you know. He looks like he doesn't know. Uh, like Donald Rumsfeld said, you can't know what you don't know. And Matt Rule doesn't know that. Like, hey, you can. Oh, like, wow. is like well, he just right. Rashad, he, he need he just needs opportunities. Well, give them to him. Yeah. Who's in charge of giving him the opportunities? You. You're the head coach. It's infuriating, man. It really is infuriating. And by the way, it also lends more lends more credence to why he wanted to go and get a bunch of NFL coaches to hire this offseason. He wanted to be able to delegate everything to one else. But well, that's good, at, though. That's what good leadership does. But you're looking at a man who is in control of nothing, of nothing at all. I believe that he listens to other people when it ter- when it comes time to determine position battles and what players should play where. He lets everybody else make the decision, and then he signs off on it. This man has no control over anything in the, in the organization. 
And then I want to make one more final point on my rant here. I was listening. Uh, the Panthers put out like a montage of reporters in the locker room talking to their players. And I forget who the fighter was. It might have been Xavier Woods. They spoke to Dante Jackson. And then they spoke to Xavier Woods. And the whole time in the background, you hear the ping pong table going in the <laughs> background. And, dude, let me tell you what, man. You might call me a hard ass. If I'm the coach of this fucking football team, I take that ping pong table out in front of Bank of America Stadium, light that motherfucker on fire, and tell them this is a representation of the Panthers organization. It's on fire. You do not get paid to play ping pong. You're here to play football. And right now, the Carolina Panthers, the fucking game in nine games. What in the fuck are we doing, dude? Cutting it's fucking serious. <laughs> oh, yeah, that that's a good one. You better write that one down. Um, yep. You know what? I think it's shameful. I think it is absolutely shameful. And you know who needs to hear that, Cody? Freaks. Introduce our boy with the pipes. Yeah, look. I'm a freak. You're a freak. We're all a bunch of fucking freaks, dude. We're going to be freaking together. We're going to let this man with the sexy-ass vocal cords shame us like we all want to have happen. Big Papa, please, for everything I love, give it to me. I'll write that down. You have come here to have a conversation about the Carolina Panthers. We're all fired up. Because we are extremely disappointed with where our Panthers at, where the organization is at. You've come here to talk about it, to rant about it, to maybe curse in the chat room, to maybe yell at us for having the wrong opinion or a differing opinion from you. You've come in here, you've said, I enjoy the content you guys put out, but you know what? I haven't hit that like button yet. Well, I have one thing to say to all you absolute freaks. Subscriber shame, mother. Two hundred and sixty-three badass Panther fans watching the C3 Panthers podcast. One hundred and thirty thumbs up. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe. Hit that notification bell to help us whoop up on the YouTube algorithm, and that way we can actually win. Unlike the Carolina Panthers, you can be a part of a winning culture by hitting that like and subscribe and getting this podcast in front of as many eyes as possible tony dunn what else do i have to be angry about um probably our performance on um prize picks Mm. um guys it is uh, (laughs) a fun fun way man i tell you it's fun it's 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 fun but this whole uh baker mayfield has been ruining my prize picks the panthers Mm -hmm. have been ruining my prize picks Good Lord. But look, prize picks is a great way to play da- daily fantasy football sports. What you do is this is you go in there and you use you go to prize pick, you download the app, you go to prizepicks.com and uh, you use the promo code C3. They're going to give you on your first time deposit a 100% match up to $100. You put in $100, they give you $100. Now, I thought, man, I won my first prize pick and tripled my money. 
and they pay out. They pay out. This is real money. Um, Daily Fantasy Sports is legal in North Carolina and South Carolina. And there's a, over 30, I think there's 30 states throughout the country that this is legal in. So you go in there and you have to pick, you have to make at least two picks and the players have to be at least on two different teams. And uh, you make these entries and uh, you pick, like uh, they give you some sort of fantasy uh, stat that they, that they see as potentially that this player is going to get more or less yards catches more or less you put two two picks you get both two picks you triple your money you get four picks you quadruple your money you get five picks you have five times your money you get this you get like i mean you just go up and up and what we're going to do so prize picks uh is a supporter of our show and we are a supporter of prize picks it's been fun that's the thing but right. it turns out that being fun and making money Sometimes don't go hand to hand. Yeah, uh, but we're gonna we got we we need that we're gonna get some help today. I want everybody, and maybe the problem is this is that this is this is how bad. Part of this is that the Panthers have stunk. Like if the Panthers, if we would be doing prize picks and this podcast was for Buffalo, we'd be making all types of money. Oh, dude, oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like really at the end of the day, it's like the picks that we've made have not been irresponsible picks. The Panthers have performed irresponsibly on the football field Hmm. to where the idea is this. And man, I tell you, I got so bad. I want to guys, I just want to show you, let's go over last week's real quick. All right. Just to show you what we did last week. Oh God. And um, I'm telling you, this is, and I got my account. So we got to get, we got to make a, we're going to make a run this week. This one right here drove me nutso. Nutso. Christian McCaffrey doesn't get in the end zone. That one felt like, like that's like just bull crap in that game. And again, comes back to the Panthers not using him enough and effectively enough. I was root for him to break away on that chair. This though, Geno Smith, <laughs> he got 30 oh. pass attempts, bro. 30. This dude had. Greg, pull up Gino's stats for me. Look up Gino's stats. And I tell you, wait until you see the game that this guy had. He had a game that was as bad, almost as bad as Baker Mayfield's. And he still somehow had 30 pass attempts. I guess they were when you're behind, right? Uh, and they fell behind. Uh, maybe the Jimmy G coming in actually hurt me on that one. And then Kyler Murray, though, the one that I get right here. He did throw an interception. Wow, he was sensational in that game. Hmm. You know, will the Panthers get an interception this week? I think that's what we're going to have to look at. Go ahead, Greg. What were the stats? I'll say just this season, he threw 30, yes, this last week, and the first week he threw 28. 28. So, I mean, yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, it was right here we go it. again. Look, uh, this was my second one. I thought this is the one. This is the one I should have nailed. Yeah. Right. It's like Baker having like a quarterback having under 215 yards passing is terrible. Like, I mean, it's non-existent. So Baker, look, Amon's Ross St. Brown has his six catches in the first half. Boom. Checked it off. Hey, I took the, I, I took uh, more on Baker Mayfield passing yards and it went against my gut instinct. 
It really yeah. did, but you I did. did it, man. I did it. People on the free for all thought that was a good pick. Yeah, I mean, I it should have been. You know what I think the problem is here? I always look for picks that I'm going to pick over. I'm like, oh, he'll get over that. Yeah. He'll get over that. But the you can under. always pick the under. Like, we need to start looking for no, stuff that less, you can pick less. the under. under yeah, less, less, less is less, scary. Yes. Less is scary. But here, again, uh, Patrick Mahomes, this one was a big screw job, CK. Tell him what happened in that one. Bro, oh man! So this I didn't was... even see it. You messaged me, and I was like, "Oh, dude, I was at somewhere, and I was." <sighs> um. So this one, I don't think I recall this one. The Justin. Remember, Herbert... they overturned it. They overturned two of his interceptions. Oh yeah, a, dude. Patrick Mahomes yeah, had that, a pick. That was they... a that was a clear pick, and that that was you know I think and you know call me crazy. But I sent this message to Greg and I said, uh, let's talk about uh, that uh, conversation about uh, narratives that they're trying to create, making this a much better game. Because mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes threw an interception that was a pretty clear interception to me, um, which would have let us hit that one right there. And unfortunately, it's a loss. Uh, I had uh, I had when I had a three for mine uh, on my own personal one. I had uh, Patrick Mahomes under 300 yards, which he didn't get. Um, I had Daniel Jones under 240 yards, which he didn't get. Uh, and then I had Baker over 215 yards passing, which yeah. he didn't get. So, like, I I hit two of them and then missed on the Baker one. So, Baker screwed me out of some money, yeah. too. So, mm-hmm. Look at this is going back here. And this one, again, like, uh, I actually thought, you know, for the whole game, it really felt like the sa- the scariest one here was Saquon under. Uh, I had a more than 70 and a half, and the Panthers were doing good to bottle him up. But at the end of that fourth quarter, he got yards. Disappointing again, comes back too much uh, residing on Baker. And look, Robbie, if he doesn't, if he fumble, if he doesn't fumble that ball, right? Does he? He probably, yeah. He probably gets, he it. gets more. How short right, was he? So, uh, 34, four and a half yards. Yeah, he would have definitely gotten it. Yeah. All right. So let's go to the board. Today was Taco Tuesday for prize picks. So they had a bonus for if you, they had certain plays. I think I saw Chubb was one. Let's see if he's still, they must have, it must have only been for a limited time. Um, 1.5 receptions. Chubb. That's, that's a pretty good one. Uh, like that 0.5. All right. Let's go to the Panthers. We're using this. Well, as the well, let's, yeah. 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 Oh no! You don't have four. Well, do we have well, to do Panthers? So, or can, we do, can we do Panthers in New Orleans? Because it's the Panthers New Orleans game. Yeah, yeah we're gonna have. We'll do one. Okay. I'm I'm taking the Jameis Winston interception. Dude, I think I, I gotta I take even, that. I don't. I, I don't know how you can feel confident about any one of these. It's no. actually was saying if it were the Bills, then it's like yeah, you trust your team to be able to do this. But dude, we're so bipolar. Like you know, I thought uh, DJ or pardon me, Robbie Anderson would be a lock to get over three receptions. He just made three and didn't get any more. Dude, how about this? We haven't even talked about this enough. DJ Moore is absent mm-hmm. in this offense. Yeah, I mean, well, I would take one yeah. wide receiver that we have been hoping that we could finally get him a quarterback that can consistently get him the ball, and he's still not getting the ball. Dude, if I was DJ Moore, I would not have resigned to a team with a quarterback position like ours, man. I really feel bad for the dude. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, dude, I really just don't know what to think about any of these stats. Like, 
who's to say what kind of offense we're going to run because Ben McAdoo wants to throw the football. But if you look at last week, it's obvious to everyone that we're a better team when we're running with Christian McCaffrey. So what do the Panthers do? There's literally like no way to know. It's so tough to bet on this team. The thing is, is um, when we're making them, there'll be more, there'll be more entries available as you get later in the week. Right. So they'll add more as they continue to evaluate the numbers and see some things. So we'll see like right now, the interceptions for Winston and Mayfield are not there, but generally for the first two weeks, if you get on there on like say Thursday or Friday, every quarterback in the league has a 0.5 interception. Now that might be changing for some of these guys we're throwing, you know, I wonder if Burrow is going to be at 1.51 or something, but Look, I'm going to go ahead and tell you this. I feel good about Christian McCaffrey, 55 rushing yards over. I mean, right. more than 55. I, mean, I think you can get 56. He got 102 last week. And at the end of the day, the Panthers are going to need to just win, right? Uh, they need to just win. And they can't – if they haven't learned their lesson at all, that Christian McCaffrey is part of that formula to get closer to winning, then, um, then they're just bums, right? right. So – you see uh, what else? One I, of I my, one. yeah. Uh, so I would also say, um, I'd probably pick Baker Mayfield and go less than 200, than 200 yards. yards because one of the strengths of the Saints team is their defensive backfield. Um, I, I could easily see them choosing to not throw the ball. Back I hate taking a less, yeah, but I, I do. Well, okay, but Tony, we have to adjust because I feel like every time we go more. We get burned. It's right. 200, Every though. time we've it's lost. It's gone down, run. though. But it's gone down. I would right. still take it. I would still got it. less than that. In the, in, yeah. That's yeah, look, there's only line. been one performance where he's even gone above but it. But there's only would, been two performances. I don't know I, if I, I love that one. I'm I don't know if I love you, Look at the Michael Thomas and 59.5 receiving yards. He's hit that in basically every game in the last five games, and he's averaging 72.2 yards. And I think Michael Thomas can be one of the best receivers in the league when he's healthy. I think it's a pretty safe over bit or more. more. Yeah. I mean, even the I two like he missed one. it in, he, he, he barely missed it, you know? All right. So um, the Greg wants the Michael Thomas more. Mm-hmm. Um, what about this Jameis Winston hurt? Apparently he has injuries to his spine. Yeah, four fractures. I think he's I got like those cam fractures. Remember how he has the back. But he's just it's like you know those little knobs you got, like the little like when you're eating Will, like a turkey like, like what's the Kamara's situation? He's not even listed, is he? He was he was out last week. Who? Kamara. Was he? Oh, Kamar. Yeah, he was out last week. Ooh. So that helps both of these, right? You think the Panthers can hold Jameis Winston to under 15, 215 passing? They didn't hold Daniel Jones to under 215 passing. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I, don't I don't know. know. What, did you do last week? what did you do last week against the Bucks? Because if he had a if he was over two fifteen last week, then I'm going the over or going more. You can look at it with you. Yeah, okay. He had 236, 236 against, against the, a the much better defense, by the way. Yeah. But that was also a close game to the end. Yeah, but you got to remember, too, you can also rack up 350 yards and 
lose the you game. Actually, play, if we're, if the actually, if the Panthers are winning, yeah. that helps that. Yeah. See, it, it sucks that they don't give you all the stats or that they don't give you more stats now. Like, right now, I would take the Jameis interception and I would take more. Like, yeah, I would definitely get, give it. Well, give we us could that. wait till as we get, like, again, they're trying to get you, trying to push your stuff till Thursday night, I think is what they're trying to do. Is like, let's see if we find any. I mean, how about that? What is uh, what so Chubb to score a touchdown? Chubb to score a touchdown. Who are they playing? Pittsburgh, yeah, Pittsburgh. Thursday, no, it's a rushing touchdown. Yeah, I would do that in a heartbeat. I would do it if it was they're playing the Steelers and TJ Watt's not even playing. And they have Mitch Trubisky that they're going against. The Steelers have not been a high-powered offense, which means that they're probably going to be playing from behind, which means the the Browns are probably going to try to t- take control over this through the rushing game. All right. I think this is what we should do. That was yeah, my – that was mine. What are you putting on? I didn't know if we could go with the Hit different the flex. team. Or not, but... I was, you, don't, you don't feel – Ah, what do you feel? I would. This is going to be the one time we hit all of them, and we're going to be like, "Are you I know. kidding me?" I want it. So what? Okay, Christian McCaffrey more than. Okay, I like that. Michael Thomas more. Which is uh, the scariest? Yeah. The, to me, that's the scariest one right there. Um, but if I think James is going to go over two fifty. He is a he is a completion hog. You know what I'm saying? Like he could get 60 yards just but like 10 catches. Right. Jameis is the one yeah. that gives me pause. He can get 60 really? yards in one catch. Jameis yeah. is a wild card in this. Cause also, man, this dude will throw some interceptions. And I don't fine. know if y'all look like, at you know what? Y'all the good news I don't know if y'all looked at any of the the highlights that he was even last week, he was he was throwing some interceptions, man. So I yeah, love that James against your passing yards, does it? I mean, like no, if there's interceptions, that's going to actually help him because he's going to have to throw more to come back. Man, like the worst thing would happen is that they get out there and rush the ball on us and get ahead, yeah, beat the shit. And you could really ahead. see this is you can see this as a game that Carolina's trying to slow down and get Christian McCaffrey involved, and the Saints. If somebody look up Alvin Kamara's status, what's he listed at? Listed as. Um, I think this is, I, I do feel, I, I feel, how about this is I feel better about Jameis throwing 215 than I do about Baker going more than 200 at this point. And that's crazy. 200 yards Baker for a quarterback should be easy to get. That's a bad day in my opinion. Like I almost want to just add, like, how could he even get, how could it have been that bad last week? But you're worried about the how was the Saints chat? Tell tell us did uh how was the Saints defense? They look good against Tom Brady, right? They were shutting him out for the first half. Well, he didn't also Tom Brady also didn't have Chris Godwin or uh Julio Jones. Yeah, or, but that's or, funny. Uh, what's like, name for half Tom game. Brady never had those guys when he was in New England either. Right, but what what I'm saying is yes, they were able to shut him down, but like when you look at what Tom Brady has had since he's been in Tampa Bay, they have been a high powered offense. Like it hasn't been a, like in new England, it's not really been that way outside of the one year with Randy Moss. Um, but in Tampa Bay, it has been high powered. Um, they have a lot of weapons. They didn't have that last week uh, against the saints. They, and Mike Evans was out for half the week is half the day, game as well. Like Greg was alluding to. So I don't think, I don't know that we can use that as a measuring stick. But um, 
the fact that he got over 215 yards against the Tampa Bay defense is definitely interesting to me. Yeah, I like these. Um, maybe I'm a little worried about Nick Chubb. Does he have an off night Thursday? He's been killing it. He's trying to get a contract. He's trying to win MVP. <laughs> I'm going for it. All right. Prize picks. Uh, look, I mean, I'm telling you, you can you can do it, folks. You can do it. I've done it before right here. I'm still... Uh, we're not uh, washed out yet. We're not washed listen, out we yet. May, we, may, we may not have been winning much money, but I have gotten many messages from many of C3 viewers who have been winning some cash, and they do like prize picks. So, hey, man. It's fun. Be, it's so fun. Be, That's my problem fun, is yeah. this, is I'll get on Thursday and I'll do one. Mm-hmm. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Just because I, like, I, I want to. You only what you put into. It's fun. Yeah. So, like, uh, this is use the promo code C3. Go to Prize Picks, use the promo code C3, get a 100% deposit bonus on your first deposit. Go make some coin. Uh, right now, we got to have some reasons to watch other than just the Carolina Panthers. Right. Right. Um, and on top of that, what I want you guys to do is to think about this is this is a way to support the show. This uh, Prize Pick has signed up as a sponsor for us for the entire season we're going to do prize pick segments on both tuesday and friday for all season long uh but the more traction we get the more fan involvement the more fun we have doing it means next year prize picks comes back and these are all ways to grow the podcast uh indirectly and to benefit directly yourself cody lashney how about this is um I feel like we should have go to the cat calls now. Let's go to the calls. The number is 252-228-5098. Bring I do want to bring up call. a certain topic at, sir, at, at a certain point because it, it's, been, it's been driving me crazy. But, yeah, we'll play some. Uh, I think maybe there will be a call about it. Maybe we'll see. Is We'll see if we can find and weave that topic. We'll definitely get to it, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Ba, ba, ba. Oh. All right. So what are your thoughts on catcalling? Yeah, it's pretty You shouldn't do that to somebody. And how did that make you feel? Uh, very uncomfortable. So how do you think catcalling makes the person feel? It feels two, good. Like... What's up, guys? This is Chase from Anderson, South Carolina. Uh, my bright side, thank you for this team, is a, at least within this first two games, or within a field goal of winning, you know. I guess that's a positive look at. They do got pieces to put in place. Just the ones putting the puzzle together are fucking retarded. Uh, my ice up is to my Gamecocks. Shane Beamer's got this team soft. S-A-W-F-T. Soggy ass waffle fries. I swear Uh-oh. they got Shane Beamer off the short bus. He might even sell off the <laughs> fucking short bus. Come on, man. Nut up and toughen up. Oh, man. Shout Let's out. Get, great man, great call. Tough. Uh, tough. I'm Let's a Clemson ne- fan. So. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. I'm smiling. <laughs> Next call. Hey, guys. This is Chad in Charleston again. Uh, What's up, Chad? Oh, last week. Recommending we blow it up, start looking at uh, trading some assets, get draft picks, and try to start over. Now we're 0-2. Uh, 
with a loss to the Giants with uh, Danny Daniel Jones, the quarterback, and the Browns, who's going to be just not a quarterback. we got the Saints coming up. It's going to be 0-3. They're not going to lose after coming off a loss to the Bucs. Cardinals, who just won um, in pretty miraculous fashion against the Raiders. Then you got the Niners, Rams, Bucs. Uh, you know, 06, 0 and 07 coming up, guys. I think before we get to the Falcons. If we get to the point, a couple questions. At what point do you let go of Matt Rule? 0 3, 0 and 4. It's got to be soon. At that point, you start thinking about trade assets. Do not think we're going to win many games this year. And, uh, I think the goal should be at this point to kind of, uh, start over. Go through the draft, get your franchise quarterback, and build up from there. Obviously, I wouldn't trade Quanu or Horn yet. Um, pretty much anyone else I'd look at trading. Curious on your thoughts. I think we're we're headed to a pretty terrible season, so I'll keep calling back. Man, it's scary. It's scary that it's week two when we're having that conversation of blowing it up. Um, but you know, to be honest, we knew that conversation would exist until the Panthers started pull some wins in when it comes to Matt Rule, right? Is the fire Matt Rule, fire Matt Rule, fire Matt Rule. That cheer and that chant is going to exist until it doesn't. You know what I'm saying? And, like, is that there's no reason. Look, at this point, it's continued to just be this, is that, yes, each offseason we gain optimism. We try to find the silver line and we try to do those things. But right now, as you're continuing to piss on my leg and tell me it's raining, you know, and until you stop peeing on my leg, man, we're going to be upset. And and I, and I that it's going to start with one win, but now it's going to take more than one win. And I think really the question that we're going to be honestly having is this, is what? how many wins by week six is it going to take to save Matt Rule's job? That's like the real question now is not just like, what is it going to be to save his job for the season? Like it going on. last year, that's what we were talking about is how many wins does he need to get to be the coach next year? Right now, I want to know how many wins he's got to have by week six to be the coach in week seven. And I think it's got to be more than two. I mean, I think we're two and four. That's tough. I mean, I just don't know. Maybe two and four is the number. If we're one and five in week six, I don't know how. He survives that. I mean, it's just like at what point do we just say it's a failed experiment? The number's two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. Let's keep going. Hey guys, this is uh, Jedi Jor. Um, Jedi. It's been a, couple, a rough couple of weeks, but I uh, thought I'd, you know, look to the future and see what hope we can have. Um, Listen to a podcast the other day. You know, they were saying how. You know, after so long, something has to give, and you're not going to give up all 52 guys on the roster. So, you know, the coach is going to have to go eventually. So, um, you know, uh, watching what Buffalo did last night, uh, you know, I feel like that's where all of us want to be. Um, you know, it's unfortunate that we lost Brandon Dean and Sean McDermott, but, you know, nothing but – um good vibes for those guys. Uh, my thought process has always been, you know, get a defensive head coach because, you know, defensive coordinators seem to have like a more um, extensive grasp on how the game This guy's been flow, turning forever. How everything should go. So, 
I'm going to be looking at, you know, what teams have the best defenses in the league. Hopefully we can get somebody who, you know, who can bring the best out of this roster. Um, you know, maybe even a Brian Flores, you know, you see what Miami's been able to do. Um, and I think that's a lot of, uh, leftover from what Brian Flores brought there last year and the year before. But, you know, who knows? All right, guys, you guys have a good one. I wonder um, if he ever turned. I know, I know. And, but, uh, so I, I will say, you know how a few years ago, an offensive-minded head coach was all the rage. You know, you wanted like a, a, a offensive wonder can, like a Sean McVay, a Kyle Shanahan. And the idea was is that if you had a really good offensive coordinator, that you would have a guy that would be orchestrating your offense for the foreseeable future – and you wouldn't risk your offensive coordinator every time the team had a good season and then somebody else came and poached them. So I, I like the idea of a head coach that actually has the capability to call plays, which Matt Rule decidedly does not. Um, and, and, yeah, I mean, I think it all just depends on the coach. I'm at the point now I don't care if it's a, uh, a an offensive head coach. I don't care if it's a defensive head coach. So, for example, I love the head coach of the Chargers. I think that guy is awesome, and he's a defensive head coach, but he also vibes really well with the offense, and he was a large part in changing that offense for the Chargers around a little bit. So offensive, defensive doesn't really matter too much to me. Um, how about this? Just as long as it isn't Sean fucking Payton. How about that? Oh, why? Why? Okay, because let's jump into this. Why would the Panthers want to give up three first-round picks to go get Sean Payton, or two or however many it would cost? Sean Payton still has a contract with the New Orleans Saints. You're going to tell me that our team, that's already in the doldrums at the bottom of the barrel, that we should give up even more draft capital, not to fix the team, but to go get old duck lips? Come on, dude. Look, I think Sean Payton is a really good head coach. I think that he's really good at what he does. But this Panthers team is not a Sean Payton away from being a legitimate contender. And and more importantly, I don't want to give all those assets to our division rival that's our ass for the past few years. I don't want no part of it, man. Does this contract expire at any point? Like where he's just said, you know what? Like he doesn't fulfill. Like I wonder, like because a lot of people are talking about him being the coach of Dallas, right? And, and I didn't, like, I didn't realize that they would have to give up so much to get him. That's what I was going to ask: is where did you get the three first round picks thing? For? Was or is that just being hyperbolic? Like because I that's well, that's well, insane. Well, but okay, so considering that you're that you would have to trade for him, he is a Super Bowl winning head coach. Maybe three was a little too much, but you are going to give up at least one. It's kind of like what John Gruden did when they, when the Tampa Bay Buccaneers traded for John Gruden in what, 2000 or whatever, you know, they gave up a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just didn't realize, I didn't realize that, that Tom Payton's contract was going to be such a, uh, until Panther Pickle told us that, that like a, a barrier and I didn't just mean for us. I mean, yeah. for any team, you know, I thought that he had retired, but he could come back. But if he has 
years on his contract that reactivate, then that could be problematic. And the question is how many and how much, and is there a way to buy him out? Mm-hmm. Um, but it would be a lot harder to buy him out if you're in the NFC South, you know I mean? Like the, the saints are going to be less interested in making a deal than if it was like for the Titans or something. People were talking about this because he, there was prior reports that the Panthers were interested uh, in Sean Payton, which again, already have a coach, but you were already hearing that we were interested in Sean Payton. Crazy. Yeah, he's already head coach in Nebraska. Hey, just out of curiosity, <laughs> how come whenever a player sits out of his contract, we like chastise him for it, but this coach can do it and nobody seems to give a shit? Well, I think he just retired. Yeah, but you still have time in your contract. Like but you, you don't retired. get paid, though. You, you retired. You get, he's, he's not going to get paid. paid. Okay, Except for the guarantee, guaranteed money, you do get paid, even if you retire, I think. Like the guaranteed money, they have I to guess give. Which doesn't Matt Rule have guaranteed money? Right, that's a good point. Oh, Matt Rule's, Matt Rule's, yeah. I mean, like, but see, the thing, Matt it doesn't Rule, matter. Right. I, I, David, the reason we get mad about. so embarrassing. We get mad at players because they count towards the salary cap. Coaches don't. That just comes out of the owner's pocket. You know, so like that's why you can actually that's why I don't buy the oh he's worth he costs sixty two million dollars, so we're gonna stick with him. Is at the end of the day, is that like Tepper's losing more money by us being irrelevant than it would cost him to jettison him uh, to yeah. just pay Matt Rule to leave. Yeah. You know, yeah. so all right, let's yeah. go to the next hey, hold on, hold on, time out. Uh, I know we got a lot. Uh, time out. I know we got a lot. Before we of business, CK. We have oh, another yes. fan who would like to count themselves as super. Well, I would like to be one of the first to welcome you into the C3 Super Fan Club, Shane Reed. Welcome. Thank you for your support. And sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And enjoy those emojis. Welcome to the club. Appreciate no, it. As a C3 super fan, uh, you get to show your support and your, uh, you know, part, being part of the community. It's, a, it's just a nice way. It's just a way to support the show is one way, one thing that you get for it. But we try to reward uh, people for it tonight. We gave uh, um, a super fan. We gifted and it wasn't we gifted. First of all, another super fan gifted these tickets for us to gift. Right. But we've given away hats. We've given away stuff. And so we just want to show our appreciation to you guys as C3 super fans. It's a small, I kind of like this is I, I look, I love Roosevelt Mongo and people who are so generous and give us big donations and things. That's awesome. Cause look, I just, we bought a bunch of equipment for Cody this week. I just bought, so, you know, a soundboard for us that we're going to be going forward, continuing uh, to upgrade uh, this podcast. But in another way is I understand how, how, um, how difficult it is for people to financially commit resources to anything. And you're, and so this is kind of like a, we, we can kill it by if everybody gives $2, if a lot of people give $2, that's is just as cool as one person giving $200. So uh, look, you just consider it. If you want to be a part of the C3 super fan club, uh, it's really neat. I'm, I've been so happy with the response. I think that makes us at 70 or 71, maybe 72. I'd love to see that. I'd love like when I check the YouTube stats and they go, hey, congratulations, you hit 50 members. I'd love to see that 100 member mark. And I know this is we're going to get to 5,000 subscribers on YouTube in no time. And it's because you guys are fantastic donating your time 
that's what it is. Is you know what the most like is credible that you guys hang out with us on Tuesday, Friday, Sunday, Wednesdays, and just give us your time and your insight. I promise you, I take more. I learn more about football from you guys than you learn about football from me. Let's go to the next goal. Uh, my name's Charlie. I'm the one that called in and said we played like a high school team. Uh, and it's true. I mean, you look at the way our defense is set up. We ain't stopping shit. We ain't going to stop shit. The way we keep playing. I, yeah, like I said, I watched that 2A high school football game. We lined up the same bullshit they was playing, and they got blown out. 64 to 6. So, I mean, <laughs> what more can you say? We're going to play like a two-way high school football team. We're going to get our shit rocked. You know, what's crazy is that um, the Panthers may not be the best football team in North Carolina. <laughs> like, I wonder if, like, App State could come in and – I mean, App State with that. Did you see that crazy-ass uh, Hail Mary they threw? Uh, dude, App State is the shit. Like, how are you not pulling – for App State, like they're, ECU, they're ECU's awesome, man. beating ass right now too. But I mean, obviously, it's a North Carolina has four colleges that are undefeated right now. We should be, to be honest, is we should have been a defeat for NC State. It was right there, missed the game winning kick, man, and it wasn't that far. Just blew it. But uh, coulda, shoulda, woulda. Next call. Hey, C three. This is fitness for life here, and. Giants fan, and I just, uh, you know, I called him last week and just wanted to talk about a few things about the game and just some takeaways for both your guys' team and mine. Um, I got to say, after that game, Giants offense has got to be one of the worst in the league. Uh, I think that with our new coach, um, you know, and just new scheme, it's going to take a while for us to get things rolling. But absolutely, Daniel Jones is not the future. He just does not have what it takes to be elite, you know? So, um, I think that was one of the biggest takeaways for us with the game. And, yeah, I think going forward, uh, unless things get, uh, you know, they gel together as an offense, uh, it's going to be a long road ahead for us. And that's definitely safe to say. For you guys, though, oh, my gosh. Frankie Lou, he's a dog, straight dog. Like, Frankie Lou, you guys have, you know, just, just insane watching them play. So, I think you guys can definitely get excited about that. But, um, yeah, that is definitely safe to say. And CMC, Chris McCaffrey, he's got to continue to be the focal part of your guys' offense because once you guys really establish him him as the main threat, you know, opposing teams are going to have to sell for the run, which then opens up plays in the play action and then elsewhere. So I think that, that um, you know, I think that could definitely be a good take. And, yeah, you know, I think that the Giants are definitely catching lightning in a bottle. We're one of six teams up in the NFL that are, uh, you know, undefeated. But, you know, I'm not getting overzealous about this by any means. Um, definitely look at the last uh, six years. Um, this is, you know, this is just something different, but uh, nevertheless. And, like, listen, I got I know what it's like to be one of the worst teams in the NFL just when it comes to records, when it starts. And we still arguably are and have been the worst in the last six years as far as records go. We're tied to just going into this season. And just speaking from seeing results this year, you guys, you guys just need to blow it up once the year is over. Find a new GM and let him hire his head coach of choice. That's what the Giants did with Joe Shane from Buffalo, and he decided to bring in the OC from Buffalo, uh, Brian Dable, the offensive coordinator. 
So I think that if you guys take that yeah. approach and then your uh, head off, your front office is in lockstep and they're making decisions that are on the same page and there's not conflicting views, that's really how you guys can find some success. Um, and you know, at the end of the day, I really so look forward to continuing to watch the content you guys put out. Like, it's Appreciate really impressive you, how dedicated you guys are. And it's very inspiring, actually. So keep doing what you guys are doing and I look forward to it. So yeah, catch you guys later. Fitness for life. Chad, awesome oh. call, man. I've said it before. I love when we get callers from other yeah. teams that like our yeah. content so much that they stick around even when we're not playing them. Dude, that was awesome. Shout out to you, Chad. Uh, look, your team is catching lightning in the bottle. You know, whether they're overrated or underrated, dude, trust me, from a fan that hasn't had a win in a very long time, just enjoy them, brother, because right now your team is 2-0. Mm. Um, and, and, yeah, Greg, uh, I'll, I'll let you go on this. It's funny how even fans of other teams can see the most obvious things with the Carolina Panthers, huh? Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, he, he brought up that point right there that we need to build the offense around CMC and have him in the game more. And this is from watching us play one game against him with CMC because last year we didn't have CMC. And I don't know how much he watched the Carolina games, but – just one game, he was like, yeah, your offense should be centered around him. And he is a fan of another team and knows this, and our coaches don't. It's hey, I have, I have a question. That brings up the next question that I have. Um, and I don't know why this spawned. But what is the next Commanders game for the Panthers? And what I mean by that is it took a loss to the Washington Commanders for us to fire Matt Rule, or for uh, us Robert to fire Rivera. What is that game this year that is going to be like the game that's like, all right, we're 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 over the hump. It's there's not much more we can it do. Could be the Saints, dude. Okay, I really, I'm I'm not I'm not even saying this for hot takes. I genuinely believe if we have a bad performance this Sunday against New Orleans, I really do think that could be it. I really. How about this? Is what's the argument for? not doing it after the for it being a different game <laughs> you know well, you like already you start, said the, if was, we're gonna oh, t- just if, like if just crash well, into the rocks yeah, like right, if, right, matt, right. if matt rule is gonna crash the titanic headlong into the iceberg at least we got the number one pick yeah i mean you know I think that if they do it, it's going to be if we get complete. If he makes it this far, if we get completely embarrassed by the Falcons in prime time, I think that may be that may be it. If that's all, not that's like all the way in November. Yeah, it's like week eleven. But I mean, by that time, by that time, you. I mean, we'll be in around by that point. Right now, by that time, every you know the season's right. I think if we start one and five, it's over. I mean, yeah. I feel like I'm with I'm with Cody is that the noise is so loud right now. It's hard. Like it would not have. I don't think it would have been right to the best thing for us to do to fire Matt Rule after Sunday, right. this past Sunday. Like, I just don't think like I understand people want that. And on Sunday, like we're all calling for his head again. I don't think that the coaches have been entirely the biggest problem at this point either. There's been a like I mean, a lot is on the player performance as well. Well, I mean, I want to go we... back and put, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't matter. Like they heavy is the head that wears the crown and they are the ones that are ultimately responsible for putting a team together that plays better. Right. Regardless of player, you know what I mean? Like, so 
I just, I mean, I wouldn't have been surprised if this morning they came out and said, you know what, we've just decided this isn't going to work. I wouldn't have been floored. I didn't think they were going to do that. But it's really hard to see, like, how he would make it through next week if they did get, like, beat by anything other than the way we lost to the Browns, you know, where you could just blame it on the officials or something. You'd be like, man, that's bullshit. Like, I mean, any other loss, even if it's, like, more than – Three points, I feel right. like. I mean, I think this is a must-win game. I thought yeah. the Giants game was a must-win game for the season. Yeah. Like, it's really hard for me to see a pathway to anything this season that's going to be happy. Like, yeah. at this point, it's like, unless we're going to be able to win over seven games, I don't think we should even want to win three games. So, yeah. Tom, my next call, I have a question that I want to ask everyone. Or we answer it before or after the call? Well, I mean, I don't know. We can do it now. We can do it after our call. All right. Go I ahead mean, and ask the call. Ask the question. I, then we'll listen to the call yeah. and think about it. Okay. So, no. okay. Knowing what we have on the line and knowing how hot Matt Rule's seat is and knowing that even if we win on Sunday, it doesn't necessarily mean that Matt Rule has saved his job forever. It just means that maybe he delayed the inevitable a little bit. Mm-hmm. Are we kind of low-key, maybe hoping that the Saints kind of finish the job for us this Sunday? I wouldn't say I'm hoping. Let's answer it right now. I can't wait. I can't wait till after the call. I got to answer this. Go ahead. Is this... Do you know that I may have, may, it may have, you know, like you get that, um, have you ever been on a tall building and you're like looking over the edge and you're like, I wonder, what would it be like if I just fucking did it? (laughs) Are you trying to tell us something? Or, or, no, I think it's like something, I don't know what it is. I think it's a human thing is like, you're kind of just at that moment contemplating your mortality and the control like it's kind of like the idea of you're going 70 miles an hour down the road and you're like what if i just jerk this wheel and treat it you know what i'm saying is mm-hmm. like i i you don't really want to do it but this like creeping weird thing it's like i'm like a it's like almost like a tip like a weird it's like the devil tip you know what I mean? it's just yeah, something. It's like the devil on one shoulder and the angel on the it's other like, why? shoulder i mean i don't want to kill myself i have no desire to kill myself like i really rather kill other people than right. kill myself but you always you're like what would it be like if i just you know like what if i just made the mistake that couldn't be taken back and I kind of thought, like, what if the Panthers really just lose bad here in New York and it's just over? It Chat felt like, me. I mean, it kind of crept into my mind last week. Mm-hmm. Is like, yeah. do we just drive this car into that tree over there? <laughs> Chat room is telling us that it's uh, that's the call of the void is what it's referring to. <laughs> is that what it's called? Yeah. It's I something so. to it. And, and you don't really want to do it, but you're like. I wonder. Yeah. Like, what if you made the mistake you can't unmistake? I don't know. <laughs> hey, think about it, y'all. Like, all right, let's go to the next call. Yeah, it's your boy Josh from Mass. Um, what up, Josh? Why? Why is Chuba Hubbard returning kicks? And why? Why did Shy Smith yeah. leave his fucking hands in Charlotte when the team went to New York? Man, that boy couldn't catch a cold. 
I bet you. I bet you he never even caught COVID. Shit. And where's and where's Higgins? You know the guy that Baker already has a rapport with. Why isn't he out there? Yeah. What? All you know? valid questions. And where's Chanel? Yep. Yeah. What Bobby is going on? Yeah. So what? I I don't get it. I don't get these decisions. I I just don't get them. You know, some people are all. If you hold the other team. Uh, I think he's. Uh, what about it? none of this on the defense? None of it. You shut down Saquon Barkley. The man was a non factor for three and three quarter quarters. He had a couple big runs, big deal. You stuff down a guy like that, uh, you're, doing, you're doing something right. Um. It's just a lot of offense just not being on the same page. They're just not there. And I, I look at this and I go, well, maybe maybe we should have called off the the all-for-show QB competition and let the first-team offense start gelling back in, I don't know, early August? Yeah. Instead of two weeks before the season. You, you know, you got a rookie left tackle who, yeah, he's had some – some growing pains, but that's going to happen. Um, but again, some of this stuff could have could have been worked on for a little longer. You know, we're all we're all thinking it, we're all saying it, we all know that it, it needs to happen. If this team loses next week, which, for all intents and purposes, <laughs> we're going to lose to the Saints. We're going to get our asses fucking paddle it's going to be goddamn embarrassing yep this shit needs to get figured out there's pieces there there's enough talent on this team to win football games and to win enough to not be garbage but it's just not being put in the proper place we got the bullets but the gun is not so good it's we got a fucking old musket or some shit we need a m16 if we're going to win games in this league. Josh Ramaz, out. Fantastic call. So far, that's my call of the night. Josh Ramaz. Hey, the guy that Baker Mayfield had rapport with, Higgins, where is he? Why is he not in the offense? That's why I oh, played hey, that clip earlier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Hey, wait a minute. How about the guy that you just traded for, LaVishka Chenault? Where's that guy in the offense? He was in the game. He made some plays in this game, right? Yeah. No, it, did he it, not? I felt like I saw his I name, think, wasn't he? Maybe he had like one or two. It wasn't anything much. Uh, no, and then, he didn't and then, have any catches. And then our second round pick, Terrace Marshall Jr., who was a part of a historic college that won a national title, and you can't find shit to do with this man dude i honestly don't know what kind of person still looks at this team and defends matt rule i don't know who does it like what kind of like you know uh closed-minded optimist that's willing to shut their mind off to every meaningful fact around the carolina panthers still tries to find some hope around this inept coaching staff i couldn't imagine um, 
Greg, pull up uh, Terrence Marshall Jr.'s career stats for me uh, as we play this next call. Hey, Cody, uh, can you come out with one of those mock drafts next week, please? <laughs> I'm ready, baby. I want to fucking die, guys. Kick, oh, yeah, oh. <laughs> Oh, we're already in the draft. Uh, all right, let's go to the next call. Yo, what's good, C3? It's JD864. JD? Uh, yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm listening to the podcast and decided uh, to call in, try to uh, try to inject a little bit of positivity, if I if I can, into this conversation. Um, fans everywhere, fans of the Panthers everywhere have a right to be mad and upset um i myself am not happy with the zero and two start and i have little to no faith in rule and many of the coaches that are part of his staff that being said i do however have faith in these players and over these last two weeks watching the games what i i garnered from them was that miscues on the players and, and i mean i say that miscues on the players and you can easily say well that's coaches Coaches have to coach, players have to play. And it's the truth. But a coach can't control their quarterback essentially killing five plays by bossing the snap. A coach can't control a wide receiver having an off game. I say that about shot because in the entirety of me watching him at South Carolina, dude never had an issue with dropping passes. So to me, that's an off game. I mean, penalties at the wrong time. That's, that's on coaches but that's on the player too, just being smart, being cerebral, being in the moment. This team in both matchups, week one and week two, they were right there. For as terrible as they played, they were right there. Now, we can say the Browns aren't a great team. We can say the Giants aren't a great team. And who knows, they may go on to show that they're not great teams and we lost them. But at the same damn time, I'm looking at this, and to me, I'm saying these players clean up the drop passes, clean up the penalties, right? You saw the defense have 18 missed tackles week one. They clean that up in week two. You see week two receivers having issues with catching the ball, securing the catch. That's 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 on you. That that's on the player. That's mental. Clean that shit up, and that game goes in a totally different direction. I, I, I so my faith in the team comes down to me having faith in these players more so than the coaches. Like, I've seen those guys go out there and ball to a certain certain extent. So. It ain't all that. It's week two. We own two. It is what it is. But I, I, I feel like as this offense starts to get its shit together, this team will, will look better. They is will that get a better. real chicken in the background? Yeah, like a rooster. Rooster. So yeah. That's just me. I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. It is. Look, we want you. Something, hey, something tells me that J.D. lives at uh, – one, J.D. lives at Hawaii. If yeah, you didn't like know. A, so like something, a, something tells me that he's got like a, a nice paradise. view. Yeah, he, I know he lives. Next <laughs> he feels to him. better than everybody. He's like, oh man, look at this. Look at the bright side of the world and the planet, and life is great. <laughs> no, the JD. upside of Hawaii. No, um, you know you got to have roosters around there because it's so damn expensive. You probably need them making them making baby chickens with them hens. Um, JD he said, said that's, that's my gamecock. Game <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Uh, the thing is, is that. Uh, JD, I really like. First, I'm, I'm glad you bring that perspective to the table, right? As everybody is in the Monday morning, now it's Tuesday doldrums, right? Like where we touch, we got to touch the bottom of the pool each week 
And then by Thursday and Friday, we'll probably be picking the Panthers to beat the Saints somehow. But the thing is, at what point do we stop? I felt like we've had that mentality for so many games and days. Like, I mean, where at what point does the evidence not match the... And look, I mean, I just feel like this team should just be better than it is. And he's right. You know what I'm saying? They got more talent. It's just been... It's like, how are you this bad? How are you this bad? Let's go to the next call. This is run. Uh, let me see. I think this is it. Hey, this is Boomer. Oh, wait, Sooner. nope, wrong one. Hey, uh, how's it going, C three podcast? My name is Boomer Sooner sixty nine four twenty, and I just needed to tell y'all why y'all are losing. Okay, so y'all have this one receiver. His name is Shy Shit or something like that. He he drops so many balls, man. Dude. But also, I just wanted to tell y'all the Baker Mayfield's gonna be good. He is good. He played great in that game. It was just the team let him down. And also, I think oh, another reason y'all are losing is because your coach is afraid he's gonna lose his job. So he's scared. So I think y'all need to do what we do in college and give him some job security and give him an extension of like five years and see how that works for you. All right. Take care. Here's Steve. Boomer Sooner. Here's some hey, more. This is Boomer Sooner, four twenty sixty nine, and I just got to tell y'all something about Baker Mayfield. All right, this dude is a legend, not only in Oklahoma, but soon to be in Carolina. Okay, this boy has that dog in him. You don't understand. He did, they did an X-ray on his bones. This dude is a dog. Okay. Another thing I got to <laughs> tell y'all. <laughs> he laughed at his own joke. <laughs> right now. But another thing I got to tell y'all is Matt Rule is not that bad of a coach, guys. I've seen no. worse, okay? I've seen, I've seen Urban Meyer. He looked terrible, okay? But Matt Rule and Ben, ben Mackerel, he can call a good offense, all right? He we need more calls so like this. <laughs> New York. <laughs> and he is a good offensive genius, all right? I see him play calling over there on the sidelines all the time, and this dude knows what the hell he's up to, okay? Another thing, Phil Snows, all right? That dude can put a blizzard on the, on the defense, all right? That dude is a freaking legend down in Baylor, all right? And I we hate Baylor here in Oklahoma, and we always whip their ass. But that's not because Matt Rule. It's just because we have so much talent on our team. We got five stars, four stars. You know, Matt Rule didn't have nothing. So all I'm going to say is, last thing, all right? Baker Mayfield's about to plant that flag down in the Saints Stadium, okay? He's going to be rocking and rolling. and Y'all are going to be like, oh, my God, why did we ever doubt big bakers, all right? Yeah. And he's about to bake the Saints of Cake. And plant it down in midfield. Hey, this is Boomer Sooner four twenty sixty nine calling in for the last time. Okay, and I got a pick, I got a fight to pick some guy named Panther Pickle. Okay, this guy right here, he doesn't understand that a three three five is perfectly fine to run. Okay, especially on first down, those safeties can run into that ball and hit that running back so quick they wouldn't even know what hit them. All right. Now, the only problem with the defense, Panther Pickles, is y'all don't have players, all right? They're all trash. Some guy named Ryan Burns is like 200 pounds. He shouldn't even be playing defensive end. He's complete garbage. And 
that three three five defense works great in college. It, it, it could obviously work in the NFL. I don't know what he's talking about, but that's one of my issues with that Panther Pickle guy. And another thing, Phil Snow is an amazing defensive coordinator. My God. And my Baylor, oh, my God. You wouldn't even believe it. All right? <laughs> Complete dominance on the defense. Thank you for the calls. Uh, hey, let's uh, go to this. Is Greg? Um, hopefully, you know that the uh, the boomer. So- we need more calls like boomer sooner. Like, mm. bring some comedy. We're gonna need some levity yeah. to this podcast. Oh, yeah. We're gonna need next- a lot more. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, like I mean, we need Matt Rule. Like, somebody can call in as Matt Fool. Like, we need some good things. I used to love when other callers impersonated other callers. <laughs> That was my <laughs> one favorite thing. Uh, like, that's what they would do. Is like, and so then you would think it was going to be this person. Is like, you know who it is. It's not G Baby. So that's fun. The number is 252 228 5098. We'll go through one more call and then we'll come back to these Terrace Marshall Juniors. It's uh, chat, get in here. Is Terrace Marshall Jr. just a straight bust? Is he the biggest bust, arguably, in Panther draft history at this point? I want to know is this is Dwayne Jarrett was Dwayne Jarrett a better receiver than Terrace Marshall Jr. Ooh. Next call. Hey, 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 it's why Charlie. So what's <laughs> happening? So I got, I got a deadly shit about people saying that we need to fire Matt rule right now. It's not going to happen. And it's bad for the franchise. Coach, what do you want to say about coaches? They have a tight knit circle. If you fire Matt Rule after his second game, it's not a good look for up and coming coaches, great coaches that want to come here. Like if you're going to fire Matt Rule, you should have done in the off season. It would have been a better look than after two games. Even though I do want him fired, no, you can't do it after two games. It's not good for that. And the players, oh, they're firing a coach after two games. Why would I want to go there? Why would I want to go there? You know, well, it's, it's really like 30 games, though. Yeah. All that. It's not good. You want to fire him after week six? Cool. But after two games, no. You can't, you can't do that. You would look like a bigger clown show. And people are freaking out. And I get it. We should have won those two games. But you know what? We lost by a field goal, people, in the last two games. It wasn't a blowout. It wasn't a blowout. Just, you know. You know? People need to understand there are unwritten rules in football and the NFL. And people don't take kindly to firing a coach after two games, even if he deserves it. It's not going to happen. 
So, but I will say my wish list, you know, Kansas City's offense coordinator, who I can't say <clears> his name. I don't know why. Every time I do, I, I fucking struggle. Um, Eric Bieniemy, yeah. I want the I want the Cowboys offense coordinator, Kellen Moore. Oh, that's a good one. Um, mm. Thank you. The fucking old uh, Dolphins head coach, Brian Flores. Mm. Thank you. You know, but strangely, yeah, I saw. I mean, those are my top three candidates. What's interesting is but, this uh, is like, yeah, those are my top. Um, a lot of players don't go to bat for Flores. Yeah, that's the question mark there. You know, that's the story like, with uh, Brian Flores and Eric Bieniemy is that apparently there's a lot of players that. Uh, and I guess don't think too highly of those guys. Again, it's all rumors and shit. There's no way that I would sure, know, but sure. but it, I mean, apparently, like with with, with Derek Bianami, you know, it, inevitably with him, it always comes up with the Rooney Rule, and is not getting his chance like like a lot of other black coaches, and you know, a, a lot of other minority coaches have since been named after uh, Eric Bianami. Has had all this See, success with Kansas City. So. I don't trust mm-hmm. the enemy though, because it's really Andrew Reed's the mastermind, and so Makes I'm not. Sense. I don't. I don't know enemy well enough. But like, yeah, it's like it's just like a yeah. I mean, Eric Reed, uh, Andy Reed, has been the only coach ever to take two different teams to three consecutive AF uh, championship games. He did it three times in a row with the Eagles. He did it That's three true. times. You know, like Eric Reed's over there calling the plays. Like, it's just straight. I mean, just watch the games. I mean, he's calling the plays. He's designed. He's the offensive mastermind. Now, now I'm not saying that Bianami hasn't learned from him and Bianami isn't good. I just don't want to overly associate Kansas City's success with Bianami. Just like Joe Brady's success was a little over-associated, I think, with LSU's in a way. Um, So that's interesting. I'd like for a lot of people are chiming in on the biggest bust, Panthers draft bust. Um, ever. And I think really like one of the things is this, is that there's after the second round, it's kind of like, I don't care. It's third round and beyond, you know, there's a big time picks that we failed to hit on. There are. All right. So a few have a few come to mind. Dwayne Jarrett is at the top of the, is one of the top of the list. Dwayne Jarrett was a highly touted receiver Mm -hmm. out of USC. Um, We got him in the, beginning of the second round i believe and he was just so dumb like he literally and i hate i mean you hate to say that but he's just what like what year not. was he dra- what year this probably would have been oh seven ish oh that's why he's not familiar <laughs> yeah, right. usc right yeah um what about Wayne Jarrett, chris he, i mean chris Winkie actually put yeah i mean i think he's terrible i hate it that he was a bum but he was also 30 what are we doing drafting a quarterback that's 30 years old but thirty years old is your prime. It can be in your prime in the NFL. But he you're went first to college, in, but, you know, in the yeah. NFL. Uh, he was a stinker. Yeah. I would put uh, so I put Dwayne Jarrett at the top there. I would put um, I right now is you got to put Terrace Marshall Jr. up there. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, it's like and, and you know what? It might not be. He might be a victim of circumstance. He might mm-hmm. not be the reason that he's a bust. But if he doesn't go and play games. You know what I'm saying? And he just fizzles out. It's a complete wasted second round pick. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about even Coney Ely was Coney Ely had one great game. 
Yeah, the Super Bowl, bro. He could if the Panthers win the Super Bowl, Coney Ely's the MVP. Yeah. He's the MVP of that game. He had the same exact game that Von Miller had. It's just Von Miller's team won. Um Funches, Funches had a good year. He's had two good years. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he was never great, but he produced. So I would put Dwayne Jarrett. I would put um Terrace Marshall Jr. in that conversation. Would I would put, could be in there? Do we do we draft him expect pick him up expecting him to be like a franchise like yeah he was a first round pick and he won the Heisman let's see Tim Bjarke Ramser says Jeff Ota Trey Bennett you know he was good at least for a little while and then he just got hurt you know what I'm saying like he was actually good for a moment who'd you say Bjarke Trey Burnett says Vernon Butler so based um. He's up there in the conversation too. He was a he was a first round pick. He's not even in the league anymore. Kelvin Benjamin, if he wouldn't have had that one season when he got a thousand yard season, his rookie year was better um, than Julio Jones' rookie year. Yeah, but you know what? Tell you this though, I don't care about that one about that one one thousand yard season. The biggest bust is Kelvin Benjamin because number one. Not only was he drafted to be Cam's long-term number one wide receiver, but he tanked his own career by not only not taking care of his body, not only by not being a good friend and teammate to, to the other players on the team that he turned his back on, including Cam Newton, but then I'm telling you this will never leave my mind when the Panthers were playing the Chargers in 2016 we're in the red zone. Cam Newton throws a, a pass to Kelvin Benjamin. Kelvin Benjamin doesn't even barely go for the ball. It's intercepted by one of the corners from the Chargers, and they proceed to take it to the house. Cam Newton chased down that pick six all the way to the opposite end zone and fell on his right throwing shoulder. A lot of people think T.J. Watt is what really did in Cam's th- throwing shoulder. That might have been the nail in the coffin, but that play in 2006 because of Kelvin Benjamin is what really did start the physical decline of Cam Newton, and I will never forgive him for that. I think he's the biggest bust in Panthers history. Yeah, there's got to be a way to us to, well, you know what? This is going to be a good debate my take thing. We can do that or we need to get some, we really need to put some thought into this because some of the busts, there's like some factors that go into it. Like if you're a first round pick versus a second round pick, you're a bigger bust if you fail as a first right. round pick. So Tim Biakabatuka, who did suffer so many injuries, you feel for him. It wasn't that he wasn't good. It's just injury killed him. He did have 780 yards rushing in one season, though. So he had a season where he was somewhat productive. Kelvin Benjamin has that 1,000-yard season. Devin Funches had some productivity in that 2015 run. But right now, as you're just talking about a guy who's been – I mean, I think Vernon Butler, absent. You know what I'm saying? He played some games. Terrace Marshall Jr. didn't even see the field. Like, imagine that. Imagine if he's, like, cut mm-hmm. next year. Yeah. That would I'll, just be fucking wild. Just be was, wild. Second-round pick not even touching the ball. 
You want to hear stats? What were his stats? Yeah, tell me his stats. He like, had man. 30 targets last year's rookie year with 17 receptions for 138 yards and no touchdowns. And right. then his stats this year are zero. Zero. They're, they're, he's not even listed on, on 2022 for stats. That's crazy. He doesn't have the zero on there. It's second crazy. round pick. That's the mm-hmm. thing. A second round pick. Shy Smith was a six round pick. And he had more targets in last game. He had more drops than damn. What's his name? Had catches. Next call. What up, C3? JSU. What up, JSU? I'm looking at the comments, and I'm seeing a lot of people saying the Bengals are 0-2. But let's not forget who's our head coach. Right. Let's not forget who lost right. the locker room by week. I mean, his second year. His first year, he got a bypass. I don't know why. Um Not to mention, his third year supposed to be his promise year. His promise year. Nothing is going in his way. Nothing is ever going to go in Matt Rule's way. Um, and then in the media, um, I believe Rule talked about going over two and then getting on the winning spree. And then that's all they wrote. We need to stop harping on the L's that we do take with Matt Rule saying that the score is close. Who gives a fuck? Like, we lose, we are losing games. We haven't made the playoffs with Matt Rule. He can't even, yeah. when we're down, he has yet to make the team come back from a pointless deficit. Like, Start with the excuses. Matt Rule is not it. I'm not understanding anybody that has Matt Rule's back. Like, are y'all related to him? <laughs> That's all I got to say. Thank you for the call. The number is 252 228 Hey, hey, hey. You know who the fuck it is. Oh, I'm scared, fellas. I want to talk about a couple of things. I owe somebody an apology. Dan oh. Campbell, Damn it. the head coach of the Detroit Lions. <laughs> we thought it'd be us. Apology, bro. Oh, I love Dan Campbell. I challenge you for your, oh, we're going to bite off their kneecaps. Bruh, you're doing one hell of a job, G. I'm begging for You got some like men that. behind you. They believe in you. you. They bought into your fucking process, man. And you're doing one hell of a fucking job. Hey, Packer Nation, culture, a culture change. You want? That's what a culture change looks like. That's what a rebuild fucking looks like. Damn, man. I used to clown that dude. Dan Campbell, I'm sorry, G. Back to the Carolina Panthers. I know. He always stayed crying. We're in a good position to just get that number one pick. Mm-hmm. And there's only two two men I'm looking at, C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. I've been talking about this. Miss me, but Bryce Young. Now. Generational type talent. His favorite, though. We got to go get them fools, man. Now we will fuck this up. I can just definitely see us fucking this shit Which up. Which one's man. the Alabama one? But uh, let me know what you Bryce guys Young. I'm going to be calling in tonight. Man. You don't like him? I'm nice. I'm calm. I'm it's very calm. calm. 
And then there's a good reason why I didn't put my feelings into this season because I knew this is what it was going to be, man. Like, God was good, G. I'm a call in, boys. I tell you one thing that's wild. I was thinking about this is uh, Jalen Hurts has really turned out to be a good quarterback. First well, again, games, Dak does well, the same thing in the beginning of every season, too. But to, like, he's, he's looked good. But the thing yes. that I, I will give to the Eagles credit is they do the same thing. Like, Sirianni, they're playing, they're playing for that guy. Like, and they're putting the pieces around. I made fun of him too with his processes and systems mm-hmm. comment too. Right. Um, but he's got those guys bought in. It doesn't feel like people are buying into whatever Matt Rule is selling in the in this locker room. Um th- that's the thing. Like even with Arthur Smith, right? Or or um Am I right? Yeah. The or that that's yeah, Arthur Smith of the Falcons. That's the Falcons. Right? Falcons, yeah. yep. Like, even though they might not be doing good, like, those guys are fighting for the, the for him uh, at the end of the day. Um, I'm, like I said, I'm I'm fully in support of uh, of these coaches and what they've been able to do. Uh, the Eagles are a very good example of, uh, of what coaching will do, but also what uh, an actual good GM will do about putting actual talent around a quarterback that shows promise. Um, but then they're and what they did is they didn't just, they aren't buying high and selling low, right? They got rid of, uh, they got rid of, uh, Carson Wentz and then they could have drafted a quarterback this year. Like by all accounts, people were thinking they should have, but they didn't because they trusted who they had and they went with it and they put the pieces around him to be successful. They weren't super happy. Like they weren't quick to jump off the, off the bridge and, and, uh, and, you know, go with a new quarterback and have this constant revolving door. Right now, that's what the Panthers are dealing with. Yeah. Cody, put this up. Tell tell us what you put up real quick. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Padmon Panther who sent this to me. This is from Barstool Sports. Uh, they did their power rankings, I guess, or their tier list, rather, of uh, top to bottom from juggernauts to Super Bowl contenders uh, all the way down to quarterback away to booty and uh panthers at the very bottom of the list written under booty along with the indianapolis colts and the nebraska corn huskers baby that's right some people think we're just as bad as our college team and how coincidental because that's probably matt rules next up yeah on to nebraska he goes what's up with the jail Aaron Rodgers says Aaron Rodgers jail. Uh, basically, like he's stuck somewhere where he doesn't want to be. Uh, okay. <laughs> because well, you know, they, they have a lot of offensive that's weapons. That's his fault. Yeah, that's his fault. Um, all right, let's go to the next call. What's happening, C3 family? This is Hemlock. What's I up, Hemlock? to say loving the show, not loving our Panthers, though. Yes, sir. It, it's really hard to watch. I loved how the defense started to step up. We had some hiccups because of the turnovers, you know, but I was really disappointed. It it seemed like our play calling got really soft in the second half, and our defense started reflecting the freaking lost look on our coach's face every time they showed the sidelines, and they just seemed to have given up. I mean, we rocked that first half. I could not believe we held Shaquan for five yards. 
and then we just lay down. I don't understand what's going on. I think that is a reflection of our head coach. The players don't have heart because the coach freaking looks lost every time they show him on the sideline. Anyways, love the show, guys. Keep it up. If you haven't hit the like button, pound that like button. We need every bit of support we can. Man, this is my favorite call tonight. My favorite call tonight, man. Thank you for your support. Sam showing out. I'm telling you, our goal is to build a community where everybody gets a a place, uh, a safe space to be a fan. And a safe space to be a fan means you be your fan. We ain't new. I'm not a gatekeeper fan. I hate a gatekeeper fan. Actually, I won't say I hate a gate. That's me. I don't hate any. But like, I just like, look, whatever you feeling and thinking is okay to think. It's okay to say. You can be as harsh. You can be as forgiving. You can be as happy and exuberant or mad and sad as you want. Because this, we're the ones that make the Panthers matter. Yes, they play the games. Yes, they are talented. Yes, they are superstar. Like they're athletes. They're the 1%. But at the end of the day, this is a game that is meant for entertainment. Mm -hmm. It is a, yes, it is a competitive sport. But the reason the NFL is a bazillion dollar entity is because we can't get enough of it. So, you know what? We're their constituents. We are their constituents. You are our constituents. Keep being a part of it. I love that call. Let's go to the next one. Hey guys, it's former President Bill Clinton here. I saw him talking to him and said, you know, that C3 podcast, they got it going on. I'm making a prediction, guys. Panthers are going to get multiple turnovers this weekend because they haven't had any. And they're going to beat the Saints as a rivalry game. Mm. This is going to be a win for Carolina. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. You guys keep on, keep on keeping on because I'm telling you, I told Hillary he had your tails. And if it's his, you got to go down there like Monica did. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna win this game, guys. Trust me. Hey, uh, thank you, Bill. President President Clinton, thank you, President Clinton. You know, uh, I got two stories for you about President Clinton. Um, one, they say that he can do the Sunday, uh, the New York Times Sunday crossword puzzle, which is the hardest one of the week. They get harder. You know, the easiest ones on Monday. They get progressively harder each day. Sunday's the hardest one. They say Bill Clinton can do it in under an hour, which is like incredible. It's like the people that write it can't even do it in under an hour. And then the other thing. Who says that about him? I don't know. I mean, it's just like (laughs) something that people have said. I've heard that he can do that. Like the, he's done it like, like consistently, like he's crazy good at the crossword puzzle. Mm. Another cool fun fact about him is he's like wildly good at remembering people's names. So, and this is a great like trait for you if you want to be a politician. Is like you go into a room and you meet, you temporarily remember people's names. So, like when he's shaking hands on the way in and kissing babies on the way out, he's like, "Hey, CK, I hope you do good with that drone flying thing," <laughs> and that just endears you to him. And then also here, he, he, him, and Deshaun Watson, they got some similar yeah, interests. Same, same, you know? Next call. Little touchy, touchy. <laughs> Next call. <laughs> This is G, baby. Panther Nation, there's two other QBs 
Then we'll be entering the draft. Sorry, G baby. I'm sorry. We love all of y'all, man. We do all love all you, but we're going to try to really stick to this one. I want to, I have so many mixed feelings about this. Like I want to play every call. I want every caller to be served. Do we have like a million calls left? No, we got one, two, three, four, four more. Man, just play get, it. All right, all right. I like you. This is right, thank you. Happy Nation, there's two other QBs that will be entering the draft that I want you guys to pay attention to, and that's Caleb Williams. We're talking about the USC draft week two. And Quinn Ewers out of Texas. Now, I want to talk Quinn about Texas real quick. Brian Burns' contract extension is coming up. There's no way in hell we offer him a contract. We're in rebuild mode. There's no way in hell that we're going to pay a pass rusher of his caliber to hop money. I just don't think it's worth it. J.C. Horn, now corner, going into his third year. Normally, you want to offer him a fucking contract. Are we really going to offer J.C. Horn? Uh, a big ass contract. We're not even close to that. Him, it's year two. McCaffrey, gotta get traded. Shaq Thompson, gotta get traded. We gotta get. We gotta get. Tony, gotta get your bastard man. son's comment. We gotta build through the draft, man. We like. I don't understand why we draft these players and we send them off and we we trade for other players from other teams. It just doesn't make sense. Like, Chanel, we traded a fifth round for Chanel. For what? He doesn't even suit up. What was that pick for? It's a wasted pick. It's kind of weird why you do it and don't care about it. So, yeah. I do think this is a legitimate conversation. Hey, read the comments. This might be worse than the Jimmy Clark. Which one? See, Tony? Yeah. Maybe we're down that route. They disagree with each other. I need Panther Nation to prepare themselves, man. Because I don't believe David Tepper's gonna fucking fire that rule. I just don't. I need yes, to yeah, I need to see it to believe it, bro. It's gonna happen. I see why David Tepper, that. show me you got some big fucking brass balls, dog. Fire this bitch. He doesn't. It's all fake. I don't believe you gonna do it, see. I don't I like this. Man, good call by G Baby here. Is, man. It's a good G-Baby call. I'm out. Look, first of all, is this even G Baby sounds battered and beaten? Dude, G Baby sounds like he's off a of Percocet right now. Yeah, he's like on a Xanax or something. Yeah, he sounds like he's he like finally listened to everybody and took that Xanax. <laughs> uh, yeah. The thing is, uh, somebody said that uh, what was it? White Chalk, my bastard son, said that he did. He heard that he did the crossword puzzle on. Uh, Epstein's claim. <laughs> yeah. I think this is like, look, I give credit to Bill. It's like, I don't feel like he's a child guy, though. I feel like he look like he's a take the 28 year every old. Other, every other woman that you can get his hand on. I, don't know. I, I can uh, go deep on that, but there's some cons- real conspiracy shit around there. We can All right, let's go to the next call. Hey, guys, truck from Elizabeth City, aka oh, Carolina Sports Guy. Cody, Tony, CK, Greg, look, guys, you do a wonderful job. Thank you. And I get Appreciate tired of hearing people on the internet, on the radio, these calling shows, and everybody's got their opinion that, you know, we've done this wrong, we've done that, Matt Rule's getting fired this week, but who's getting hired next week? Something's missing, guys. And we're playing for the sins of our fathers. It dates all the way back when Ron Rivera was hired. 
Yeah, he did a nice little piece. He did a little job there, and, and it really is tied to Cam. I'm sorry. Cam toted his ass. But the mistakes Herney made with the salary cap, not knowing how to draft in later rounds, Gettleman comes in with his bargain basement picks and loving hog mollies, but did not a hold on to people like Josh Norman and, and Matt Khalil's contract was a mistake. Yeah, his terrible 2016 draft with Bradbury is the only thing that any damn good. And just how he handled veterans in the contracts. And of course, we had some injuries go by. Luke with concussions. Greg, you know, breaking his foot several times. And Cam with his issues of injuries. And we never got it back, guys. We never got it back. Ever since that one game, we played Pittsburgh on that Thursday night and we were looking so good. Injury to Cam and we just sunk. We've been sank ever since. And we can blame Rivera, we can blame Rule, we can blame all these GMs. Federer gets a pass for me. Right, for right. You know, it's not a pass as so much as just the Richardson jury's still out. From the situation. Right, right. Um, well, the whole situation going down, guys, something's missing. And look, between us and Atlanta, at least Atlanta's admitted they've blown it up. They got rid of Matt Ryan. They decided to build again. They're at the bottom. Keep putting the Band-Aid on some of the same damn wounds. Shooting yourself in the foot. Never getting it right. Something is wrong in this organization. And until we blow everything up, it's never going to be a safe haven for players to come again. Take a look at healthy franchises like Baltimore. You know, guys, I don't know what else to say. I'd just like to freaking get a damn win. I'd be happy with that. Thanks, guys. Great call. I, Tough as a man. Very, very good call. I agree with a lot of his call, except for the beginning part of the paying for the sins of our fathers type thing. I think we're far enough removed from that where we can't say that what's happening now had to do with the previous GMs and coaches. Because whenever these GM, this set of GMs and coaches and owner took over, we had the bulk of that team left. And the bulk of that team went 15-1, and one, went to the Super Bowl, and won three uh, NFC South titles in that tenure. So even though we may pick on how bad they did, they were way more successful than anything we've ever put out since they were here. So I don't think we're paying for the sins of them. I think that had we stuck with some of the stuff they some of the stuff they had, not all of it, we'd be in a better situation. We overcorrected. That's what it was. We completely overcorrected. So uh, with rookies and, and bad, bad, bad coaching decisions. Um yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I, I agree with you, but um you know, I, I really don't have anything to disagree on on that front. Um, mine goes to Federer. You know, see, I know Sid Dog doesn't like Federer. I know there's. I think people overpraise Federer already. Well, he might be overpraised, but okay. Did you at least not want to see what kind of coaching hire he would make? No, I'm, a, I'm willing the, to. I, and I've, jury's I've, still out. Said, jury's still out, but people I've, act like he's a genius, and he ain't done but, shit either. But this is. But I feel like one of the reasons why we say this about him is because the team is so bad, and he's the general manager, and it's hard to not connect those two. And right, right that that's fair. But I can't get rid of this nagging feeling, like Matt Rule is dragging everyone to the bottom. By the way, especially if you believe the insider report that I put out that Carlos Dunlap wanted to come to Carolina. But since Matt Rule was doing this BS competition thing at every spot, 
Federer couldn't give Dunlop the kind of contract that would get Dunlop to the Panthers. I mean, I'm a fan of, of a, a lot of the draft picks that Federer has made. I'm a fan of the free agents. I, I would like to give Federer an opportunity to let him hire the coach of his choosing. I honestly believe that he would get it right. I really do. I kind of fall in the middle on this one is I I'm okay with the idea. Like I'm not, I have, I'm reserving judgment on Scott Fitterer as a GM, but I do think that this idea that he's just been very good and it's just been Matt rule. That's been the problem. I think that's a overplay um, okay. is that there's a lot of questions about some of the moves that they've made that haven't panned out, right? Whether it be free agency moves, maybe it's a lack of moves. Maybe it's some of these trades, like even this Chenault, like why trade for Chenault if you didn't have an idea what you were going to do with him? You know, I mean, like these are kind of the Dan Arnold. We signed Dan Arnold, then we trade him away. Like um, we also mortgaged a lot of our draft picks away, right? Is like while we accumulated all these draft picks in his first season as GM, we used them all last year, and then like we didn't really have a lot of ammo this year. You could say they traded up for Matt Corral. You know, I mean, there's a lot of things that just and it hasn't been. He's not been flawless. So I can find, I can see both people's sides here. Like if you want to say get rid of Matt Rule and let's see what Fitter can do on his own as the chef and the cook, or the manager of the kitchen. I understand that. I think there's a point to that. But I also can see what Sea Dog's saying is this is like sometimes let's just throw it all. Let's just it's it's time for the purge. And we should do it the right way. And you know what? Was everybody, and it's not a receipt thing. I don't want to say like we're right. It's like it was obvious. We did this backwards. You don't hire the coach and then hire the GM. It creates a inverted power structure that shouldn't exist. Like there, you know, is that all of a sudden the GM is trying to walk in the steps of the coach or vice versa. It's just a dumb way of doing it. It's just a dumb way of doing it. You bring in and it's the guy from over the, uh, no, remember we brought in, gosh, it was, he has a school. I mean, his name will come to me. We had a guest on this show and he's the one that put me on this idea. He used to work in the Jets front side. And he said, this is you handcuff a GM and a coach together. You put them in chains together and they live together and succeed together or they die together. And then there's no question about, there's no blame game. There's no, uh, Oh, I wanted to draft this guy. Think about Terrace Marshall jr. What are you going to say right here? Immediately? We're saying this is it's a Scott Fitterer pick and rule. Don't like them. And it didn't work out. So what is Scott Fitter going to say? It didn't work out because of Matt rule. Matt rules going to say it didn't work out because they didn't like him. I told you not to draft them. And it's a blame. It's that Spider-Man meme. Bring them together, live and die together, fly together or fall together. That's what I say. Let's go to the next goal. Hey, guys. It's Joey the Blind Panther, a.k.a. the growl that makes them howl. And, man, it's so damn hard to be optimistic about this stupid fucking football team, dude. Man, oh, man. Like, you know. I put in the comment in the beginning, yeah, we could still go 15-2, and two, which that was the most sarcastic thing I may have ever said. Because, you know, this this team, it's, it's getting bad. But uh, I know y'all don't like 
uh, the fact that we use this song every time we win. Um, don't worry, guys. We're not going to be hearing that song very much at all this year because we're not going to win very much at all this year. But uh, I got a parody of it nonetheless. Anyway, it goes like this. We, Caroline, fuck Matt Rule. We ain't never been so bad. So bad. So bad. So bad. <laughs> anyway, guys. Good calls tonight. We need this. Wow, We're gonna need, wow. I'm going to need y'all's energy. Call. I need y'all's help. It was a tough, tough. It's been a tough two days for me. I've been kind of wallowing in my own misery when it comes to this. And um, I was almost, I almost sent the message to you, Cody. Can you set the show up? I was like, going to be like, I'm going to deal with the kids. And I wasn't dealing with the kids. I mean, I was, and I wasn't. Uh, dude, you, you're always, you and I are always one step ahead of each other. Cause I was <laughs> going to, before I saw you put it up. But I was like, no, I'm going to, I always tell the longest running Panthers part. I'm like, I got to get energy for this too. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, I'm not going to let this beat me. But even for a moment, I was thinking like, God, I hope Cody does this. <laughs> but then I got up and made this, you know, but anyway, next call. I was going to. I know. There's no problem. This like, even it's more everyone. reflection it's myself. Dog, 1983. But uh, the, the... It's just depressing, man. It's real depressing. I'm trying to make this real short and sweet. But uh, maybe we need to just wait for Matt Rudy to get fired and see can we bring in a competent head coach for next season. So we're going to waste DJ Moore or Christian McCaffrey or Brian Burns. Elite years, you know. But uh, this is a travesty, man. And it's so crazy because when Tepper fired Riviera, he said that uh, – you know, he was done with mediocrity or mediocre, whatever, and brought in this mediocre ass college coach who is just fucking terrible. You know, he can't out coach nobody. You know, but uh, I just feel I feel sorry for the players, man. You know, because they gotta go out there, run a bullshit three three five. That's not gonna stop anything. You know, damn sure ain't gonna stop with that run defense. You know, it's just it's frustrating, man. You know, I'm surprised Steve Wilkes ain't fucking quit. You know, hopefully, you got them Matt Rule get fired and Steve Wilkes is in control for the rest of the season. That's the best we can hope for. And, uh, for Baker Mayfield, I'm so glad motherfuckers are finally seeing the light on this bum ass. You know, Baker Mayfield, Sam Donald, fucking same. Motherfuckers were talking about he took the Cleveland Browns to the playoffs and all this bullshit. Man, Blake Bortles got them on a playoff game. Got them. Uh, Brock Osweiler won a playoff game. Shit, it's some other motherfuckers who don't want a playoff game, you know. But, man, like, come on, man, you know. But now everybody sees, the world fucking sees, you know. And, you know, the funny thing is, man, Skip Bayless is still on the Baker Mayfield train, but <laughs> Santa Sharp be eating his ass alive every day on the show. Yeah. They talk about the goddamn Panthers and Baker Mayfield bum ass. But anyways, man. Y'all boys, a uh, great show, great content as always. When you come in here, make sure you hit the motherfucking like button. Make sure you motherfucking subscribe. And at Cody, if you can, man, uh, at Cody Latney, uh, uh, if you get a chance, man, I need help with uh, going live and everything. Because I was trying to go live Sunday. It won't let me go live for some reason. But just get with me. and i give you my number. You can give me your number. But keep pounding. Everybody have a great night, man.
And Sea Dog, great, great. Yeah, may, uh, Tony, give me uh, message me that number, Sea Dog's number after the show. Uh, right. I, I hit you up, Sea Dog. I got you, bro. Uh, and by the way, I put a poll up, in the chat. Geo, I just want to throw out Sorry, sorry. I, I just, yeah, I put a poll in the chat if anybody would like to participate. Uh, if Matt Rule is fired, should Scott Federer be fired as well? I got keep him or clean house. So. Interesting to see how people vote on that, but um, yeah, see, I, I got you, bro. I'll hit you up. See, what's up? This is Keo. I just want to start off by saying, fuck the Saints, fuck Drew Brees with his fucking broke collarbone, even though he ain't here no more. Fuck Alvin Kamara with his goddamn uh, hot wing bone in his nose. Fuck Jameis Winston chewing on his own goddamn fingers looking like a retard. Fuck the Saints. Fuck anybody that's got a Saint jersey, a Saints hat, or a fucking crawdad stuck up their ass. Fuck all them motherfuckers. Panthers, baby. And fuck Matt Rule. Fuck Al Snow, Phil Snow, Jim Snowblow, whatever the goddamn fuck his name is. Get their asses out of here. I'd rather have goddamn Al Bundy as our coach. I like it. I like it. Still my favorite. Yeah. It's still my favorite call ever. I want to hear it one more time. Fuck you, Saints. Keep pouting. <laughs> I love how the kid giggles because their dad called into the show and <laughs> said, You can say this this one time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and he's like Yes, I've been waiting. I've heard you say this all the time. And you uh, can tell that she feels so mischievous doing it too. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, oh, I, get to say I know. It's like awesome. Yeah. All right. Next yeah, call. That's pretty great. Hey, it is me, C Doll, 1983. Only reason I'm calling back in because it's got them boomer, sumer, got them delusional, <laughs> retarded ass. And he got them calling out motherfucking Panther Tickles and calling out motherfucking goddamn Cody Latney. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and real quick, before I even get started, no, real quick, man, Tony, own. y'all let me know if I got a cash after you for this second call. No, you don't, no problem. Don't. Now, with that being said, man, you dumbass Baker Mayfield fans, boomer <laughs> sooner, or the rest of you goddamn test two fucking babies. You know what I'm saying? When you call in here, have some motherfucking stats. Something to goddamn back up your shit about Baker Mayfield. Every time I bring up Baker Mayfield, is leading the league in interceptions since 2018, more than Jared Goff, more than Sam Darnold. That is a fucking fact. That is actual stats. So when you come in here talking about this bum-ass cracker, I mean, I'm sorry, this bum-ass goddamn quarterback. <laughs> Make sure you got that. It's like, it's like, ha, I could ha, say, God damn, that's not as bad. Uh, you can say, God damn, I don't give a shit, bro. Mayfield played good or something. We Beckham Mayfield ain't do a motherfucking thing. They're like, last week, the only problem you got the scores two touchdowns last week was because you got them, the, the uh, coverage was broken. They got them, the defense, really, the Browns got lack of days because one got their defense. You know what I'm saying? Broke coverage two times. Like, come on, man. This nigga is fucking terrible, man. Fucking terrible. What did he fucking do? This last fucking game is winning some fucking game. He was bad in this What basketball. the fuck? Then on top of that, man, we're not even losing the goddamn quality quarterbacks. Danny Dimes got them and won't be with the Giants next year. He's the motherfucking backup. Fucking don't do fucking percent as a fucking career backup. You know what I'm saying? They lost man, the fucking Browns off the fucking Jets. You know what I'm saying? Joe Flacco. Like, come on, man. 
only reason I called in, man. I'm tired of this shit. Shout out to Cam, you know, cool and cool. Y'all must be calling. I gotta be calm, cool, cool. He's a fucking bum. Man, he, man, Baker Mayfield, the only got there, he's the third, first round pick, draft pick, number one pick. He got, did not even make it through his goddamn rookie contract. And the other two was goddamn, uh, Marcus Russell. Or the goddamn Oakland Raiders or somebody else. I can't think of the other person. But we even in the same conversation with motherfuckers with Marcus Josh Russell, Rosen. that made you, I automatically mm. make you fucking trash. Like, what the fuck are we talking about? Like, this fucking dumbass shit. So when you come in here, when you call in here, have, have your motherfucking goddamn stats or something to back that bullshit up. And when you come in here, hit the motherfucking like button and motherfucking subscribe. Shout out to goddamn G, uh, G Baby, the motherfucking goat. And y'all boys got to have I a love, great night, great show. Right. Always. How there's friendships being made. Mm-hmm. Friendships yeah, being those made. are the bad. Those are the Bash Brothers, baby. See, dog <laughs> and G, baby. That's like, the, the, those are the homies, man. Hey, All by right. the way, uh, real quick, Tony, uh, that that drop you have with, with the girl saying "fuck the Saints" uh, in our chat. That's Tim Estes's daughter. Oh, is it? Oh, even yeah. better. I love Tim too. Yeah, I love Tim. Tim. Uh, Tim's the man. Tim's that's the man. awesome. Uh, next call. Hey, fellas, this is Panther Billy calling in. Uh, just want to say, keep doing uh, the great work of, of helping us vent and talk about these Carolina Panthers. And I know they've been letting us down the past few weeks, but I just have hope and faith that they'll eventually put it all together and get some wins. Uh, also, I just want to say, G Baby uh, is always whining like crazy. You need to go find another fan base. And Sea uh, Dog, stay off G Baby's nuts. Speaking of nuts, uh, old David Tepper and his brass balls. You know, I hope he doesn't read too much into Twitter uh, here lately, because he might just pick up the Panthers and move them on down the road. And uh, that would be very sad for me as a lifelong fan. Um, yeah, guys, keep up the good work. Everybody, like, subscribe, uh, donate. These guys help them keep the program going. Love Everybody this. Keep pounding and have a good night. Good call. Good call. Yeah. I like that. I also like intercolor shame a lot. Like, uh, <laughs> so I love intercolor praise. I love intercolor um, imp- like impersonations. I also like when they battle each other in the calls too. You know what? <laughs> Um, this is your podcast. This is your podcast, your show. Last call of the night. Hey, fellas, this is Panther oh, Billy this calling same one. in. Uh, Sorry. Just- All right. That was the last <laughs> call of the night. It was a good one to finish on. Um, so, look, is uh, I did want to talk about, we got to make our picks real quick, but I want to bring this up before we get. This is actually, we started the show with this question. Is What was the question we started the show with is, are the Panthers fan? Are the Panthers a laughing stock of the NFL? Um, CK, you referenced this a little bit earlier. I don't know if this is true, right? I mean, this person at Carolina Lynn seventy two is her tag. So her tag is at Carolina Lynn seventy two. She has keep pounding in her name. Clearly, I mean, and also isn't looking like she's like a. 19 year old troll or something you know what i'm saying like she don't look like she's a a child exactly um so you probably think that this is um 
I don't know. I'm just like this. She said they blocked me. Keep pounding. Hashtag fire Matt rule. Hashtag fire Matt rule. And I looked down into the drilled down into the responses. And someone said, who did they? And I'm, I'm pretty sure I thought I knew she was talking about. But because um, she put at pan, uh, she put like she had put a, like she couldn't mention them. But if this is the case, the Carolina Panthers are blocking fans on social media. Mm-hmm. It's one thing. It's already where everybody over celebrates when they follow you. Right. It's like, oh, you feel so cool that the team Twitter follows you. And it is not like I mean, I like I was happy when they followed me. You know, I thought like, man, finally a tip of the cap in some way that we ex- that I exist. We exist anyway. Yeah. But if they're blocking fans or blocking anybody. That really tells me that there's some I don't know what is going on. I don't like I couldn't even imagine like unless you're saying something that's like terroristic that Twitter could disable your account for. I mean, what in the world? How soft and how fragile, how delicate has the Panthers media become? Like, what what could merit this, CK? Can you see a world where this is actually a good thing or any could be reasonable? No, I mean, I don't understand it at all. Like, honestly, it just makes me feel like this is a soft, uh, a soft fan base or a soft organization. But the thing that I will say, and I, I kind of talked to you guys about. The only reason I think that this happened, because we've talked all shit, you know, we could. Um, sure. And and we're not blocked. Um, I think that it probably had to do with that she made her post. Uh, basically, she put uh, hashtag fire Matt rule, that hashtag you're seeing there. But she put it about 65 times in, in one post <laughs> on the Fra- happy birthday Frankie Louvu post um, okay. that the Panthers put out. So that's oh, only... so you investigated it a little bit, okay? Yeah, yeah. Because I was, I was just like, I, it, it seemed like it was based on what I was looking at. It looked like it was more than one person that had gotten that uh, treatment, and so I was wondering maybe where that came from. And it was, it was, you know, uh, from what I was able to ascertain, if you will, um, was that it had to, you know, if I had to guess, it had more to do with that. I, I don't think that they're just out there blocking people that are saying fire Matt rule. But because I think it was at the expense of the Frankie Louvu birthday post, I think it's probably where it came from. Mute it. Mute it. If you just don't want to see it. Like, you got to deal with these. Like, that. you want our support. You want our discussion. Like, I mean, you got to take the good and the bad. True. I mean, it's not like he was, she was like saying, like, uh, go to his, this is his kid's address. Like this is she the clock, only this... one that we know that has gotten blocked, or has this happened to other Panthers on Twitter? You know, I immediately went and checked to see if I was blocked because I I find all of these things like uh, sometimes people will post a tweet from somebody and they'll be like, "I can't believe they're saying this," and it's like you can't see this. I'm like, man, I didn't know I was blocked by so many people. Right. I've been blocked by a lot of people. I was like, oh shit, did the Panthers block us too? I'm not blocked. Well, that's what I was thinking. That like, dude, I have more follow. I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to flex. I've got more followers than this person on Twitter. And dude, I talk a gang of Matt Rule and David Tepper. Yeah. So it, and, you know, I haven't been banned. I, maybe it wasn't, that. and that's why I asked. It was there more than one person that we know of that this happened to? Maybe it was an accident. I don't know why they would single. 
her out. Um, I don't know, man. I, this is a. If I'm not mistaken, was, wasn't there more than one person on that post that also like commented and say, "Yeah, they blocked me too" or something like that? I think there was. Yeah, I thought oh, so. Sure. This is not land. This is not legacy land, by the way, folks. No. Um, but it is um, interesting, and and what is crazy is to me is that like for so long we thought of the Panthers social media is so cutting edge and great. Yeah. Um, and you wonder if things are so bad, like has the entire organization kind of been tainted by the stink? Like even to the point where the media, like they're like, Oh God, I don't want to answer the mailbag. I don't want to look at the Twitter no more. You know, it's like, do I have to? (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. But uh, I really think that this is crazy is to block a fan. No matter. I mean, unless they said something that was violent or like to the point of like violating Twitter rules, it just is a, a really, I just couldn't imagine an instance where that was enough. Because they don't got a problem if we hit uh, hashtag Pro Bowl 900 times. You know, and just mute it if you don't want to see it. Just right. mute it. That's what I would say. Um, <laughs> all right. Let's go to the picks real quick. The Panthers play the Saints. Yep. I to- I to- how do we, uh, we do last week, Greg? You, I think Cody did, probably did destroyed you? everybody. Well, let's see. Probably. After did last you? week. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. It's okay. Cody. No, I was going to say, did you get another call? Oh, Sorry, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, thank you. Yeah, here, here. One last. Yeah, short. Chuck, Chuck short. from Elizabeth City's begged us to play his it's last short. call. It's so short. I'm assuming it's pretty good. Yeah, this is Chuck from Elizabeth City calling, and I just got to take up for, for G Baby. He's one of the best callers you got in. Whether he bitches or complains, the guy just wants to win. To get off of the ball sack. And the other thing <laughs> I got to say is look, Tony, get with the program. Cody's trying hard. CK's got it going on. Greg's got it going on. Everybody's got the Civil War beer collection going on. We're waiting <laughs> on you to jump on the bandwagon. I Greg can't. Civil War beer. So far, Greg's in the lead. CK's in second. <laughs> Poor Cody's in last. In the <laughs> I can't. I t- man, look, I tried to grow a mustache one time. It took me two months, and still, my, my wife goes, man, you're Puerto my Joe, you know, Joe Riolano. I mean, obviously, everybody knows that freaking Puerto Rican founder of the show with me. She goes, this 13-year-old boy has a better mustache than you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Damn, I look like a pre-pubescent Mexican. See, like, yeah. certain hairstyles work. Like, Greg Greg looks perfect with the beard and the mustache. Dude, th- you've got... But, dude, it, it, it works for you. I can grow a beard like Greg and CK... But dude, it does not look good on me, bro. I I feel like I feel like it just doesn't it just doesn't fit my face. So and it takes work too. It doesn't just come naturally. Like it takes. Oh yeah, yeah. I must have like some Filipino in me or something. I think I must have some Filipino somewhere in me because I can't grow any facial hair. I can grow it below my neck and above my eyebrows. (laughs) <laughs> it said Civil War beards. That, I know, it was that awesome. was hilarious. All right, uh, let's go to the picks real quick. What we do last week, Greg? Uh, so, Tony, you ended up being uh, th- two and one last week. That brings you oh, to three nice. and three total. Uh, Cody, you were, th- uh, excuse me, two and one last week as well. Brings you to four and two total. 
CK, you were one and two last week. That brings you yep. to three and three. And I was one, excuse me, two and one last week, which brings me to two and four. Oh, so shit. right now, Cody's in the lead. CK and Tony are tied for second, and I'm bringing up the rear. All right. Uh, Panthers and Saints. I said last week, and I don't know if it was on this show or if it was on Pirate Radio, but I'm not picking the Panthers. If, if I said if we lose against the Giants, I'm not going to pick the Panthers again until they win a game. Like, I just won't. So I'm picking the Saints. What's the score? Ooh, what's the score? I think it's uh, 23-17, Saints. Cody? Yeah, I was on that before Before Tony was. I picked the Giants last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am also picking New Orleans, uh, hopefully to end this misery. Uh, and I am going 27-14. 27-14? This um, is a sad yeah. day. This is a yeah. sad day. If the I don't know if there's ever been a time on this podcast where the majority of us have picked against the Panthers, even in the worst time. Think about this. It's like we just pick yeah. them no matter what. Yeah. 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 I uh I so badly want to pick the Panthers, but I just do it. Go with your good, heart, man. In good conscience, I just can't. I I I you know what? I'm picking the Panthers. We're gonna win by one. Uh, it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be twenty eight, twenty seven Panthers. Oh, all right, all right. Uh, and I'm actually I'm gonna go safe this week, and I'm gonna go to New Orleans as well, and I'm gonna say twenty eight ten. Wow, I'm gonna that's, my a, that. to be that's a Matt rule. Matt rule is gonna get run out of that. It's twenty eight ten. Yeah, dude, over. It, We're gonna be talking about Matt rule being fired. He's gonna be fired like Herm Edwards in the end zone. You can't say my guys are resilient <laughs> after that. I'm right. sorry. Hey, do y'all oh know every God. week so far, New Orleans has played a division team, so we've only picked three games every week so far. Yeah, three, we, I know, three weeks Who we got well, next? But, Who's Tampa uh, Green Bay? Bay Tampa Bay. Oh, I'm going Green Bay here. Uh, yeah, I'm going Green Bay as well. They're not going to have Mike Evans. Yeah, like I'm everybody's too. hurt for Tampa. They haven't looked fantastic. They're 2-0 and right now. And Green Bay, uh, people are already giving up on them. Give me Green Bay. Who you got, uh, Cody? Uh, I'm also – no, I'm going to go with Tampa Bay. I feel like everyone keeps predicting Tampa Bay to is going to lose, yeah. and then they just don't. So I'm going Tom Brady and Tampa Bay. I'm right there with you, man. I'm going to go Tom, go Tom Brady and Tampa Bay too. I think that's uh, – I don't know what it is, man. Tom Brady usually has Aaron Rodgers' number, doesn't he? I don't know what their head-to-head record is or head-to-head – Oh, do y'all think he's person. just stressed out or sick? Because people people keep on posting that picture of him with like the sunken in face or something. The sunken well, face. His wife's skinny, not living dude. with him right now, so they're they're definitely having some turmoil. Is that confirmed? They're not living. Well, I heard that's what, that's uh, what they might Skip, be. They Skip might be making up a little today. bit, but yeah, that's yeah. that's pretty well confirmed. She did a yeah. GQ article about how it's been really tough for him not being there and. She wants him home or something like that. Yeah, so he may be having some serious. This may be his last year. Whether he's he wants just it trying to get as skinny as she is. They both skinny motherfuckers. Dude, it looks like a like father time. Just I think he's just smacked a, him in the face over the. I think he's a daywalker, dude. <laughs> Maybe somebody said that he's a, actually uh back for the second half of his contract. That like now what? the Pirates do. He he made a deal with the devil, and now his, <laughs> yeah, his, there you go. his terms are expired. And now <laughs> yeah, it's coming I back. I see on. that. I it's think he's a daywalker. I think he might be a vampire. 
Um, I don't know. Maybe. All right. Uh, Next one's Atlanta, Seattle. Great. Wait, did CK make a pick? Um, oh. Yeah, I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick Green Bay. I'm gonna say Green Bay. Okay. okay. So um, we're split. We're split on the diagonal here. Yeah. Um, last game is what Atlanta at Seattle. Yeah. I'm going feisty Atlanta on the road. No, I'm going Seattle. Uh, Atlanta's gonna keep on losing, and that's gonna make it all the more embarrassing when they beat us. How about you, go or TK? I'm going Seattle. Geno Smith has actually looked pretty decent. Um, and the way they just select the Broncos in week one, I think that's more indicative of the team they are. So I'm going Seattle. Okay. I'm actually going to go Atlanta here. I think Atlanta's an underrated team. Um, yeah, they sure. should have won the first game. They just did what Atlanta does. And they actually hung in there pretty good with the world champs. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, not world. Oh, yeah. It was the Rams, wasn't it? Yeah. Rams, they gave yeah. them a run for them. A block for kick the money, at the end. Drake London's for real. Like yeah, th- this guy's. I drafted him, and he, he's for real. So um, right on, I'm going right on. Uh, Kyle Pitts is not not he's struggling. Not he ain't year, getting man. nothing. Uh, like everybody overdraft. I told y'all, be careful overdrafting them tight ends. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh. Dan Floyd was across the pond. He said it was five a.m. Then he had to turn in his ice up pick. Goes to President Biden for showing up late. Um. To the Queen Queen Elizabeth's second funeral i guess this wouldn't be for the world leaders cody let's take us into the ice up picks please you know just uh not much but the longest running segment on the longest running longest podcast on the internet guys some fools up ice up son ice up Ice up segment is the longest running uh, segment on the longest running Panthers podcast. That is actually the longest Panther podcast that you could possibly imagine. We're in hour three now or four going into hour four, I guess, whatever, nine, 10, 11. We're at a midnight here. The ice up segment is our homage to Steve Smith, where we tell someone to ice up, toughen up to get it together. Everyone's fair game um, from the president to a 12 year old kid in Oklahoma. Um, you guys want to go first this week? I usually feel I feel like I always go first. I don't know. I mean, great. You want to go? Uh, sure. Mine's real quick. Um, mine's a tweet from not a tweet from Barcel Sports. I'm not icing them up. Just a tweet I saw from Barcel Sports. Retail shopping has changed quite a bit over the last few years. A lot more online shopping. And they let out the list of the top ten online shopping sites for 2022, and most of them were pretty. You know, I thought Amazon number one, eBay number three, Target, Best Buy. Um. Long John Silver's number six. <laughs> Dang. Long they John Silver's. They kicking ass, man. How is that an ice up? Who are well, you icing no, up? I mean, okay, but not, I'm not, yeah, I haven't said number two yet. Oh, okay. Number, number two is OnlyFans. Yeah, that makes so, sense. So the number two online shopping site in America for 2022 yeah. is OnlyFans. So I'm going <laughs> to ice up Americans for that because that's a lot yeah. of money spent on stuff you can get for free online anyway. And uh Yeah. It's just crazy. So I'm icing up America for that one. Dude, we're so horny, man. <laughs> Super horned up. I mean, that's like an American thing, dude. We're Wait, they're making millionaires, up, though. Seriously. That is, that is you remember, you can America join the uh, YouTube version of OnlyFans called the C3 Superfans for just $1.99. <laughs> you won't get no... How about this? I promise to not show you any nudes. Promise. Yeah. I mean, depending on who you are, you can make a lot of money on OnlyFans not doing <laughs> Dan, Daniel Castro said gatekeeping porn. 
That's true. Man, what I hate about it is this is like, I mean, I don't know if I should like, I've never been on, but like, I mean, hey, you know what? We're basically doing the same thing. We're prostituting ourselves in our own podcast way. Yeah, we're not making eight thousand. It's like I still just don't want to pay a nineteen-year-old girl eight dollars a month just to see silhouette. Like I'm, you know what? I'm too old and. Dude, do y'all remember? Do y'all remember? Y'all remember the girl from uh, Doctor Phil? Catch me outside. Oh gosh, I've almost iced her up a few times. Oh yeah, yeah. I like her. Is she on OnlyFans? Oh, Oh, dude, dude, the day she turned eighteen, she was on Only. She is a multi-millionaire. Yeah, she bought like a six million dollar house like three months ago. It was all Damn. over. Like it was crazy. Is she, she just did something the day she was going to ice her up for? I can't remember what it was, but uh, I heard a story about her. Is she? Oh, she, 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 right, that's she gave a speech. She gave a commencement speech at like at, at an Ivy League school. I can't remember which one it was, but I was like, "You've got to be kidding me!" <laughs> like you've oh, got God. to be kidding me. And she said, "Cash me outside." Yeah. Really? And I, man, this oh, is look. Yeah. I work in academia. I'm about go ahead, uh, Cody. I know you need to ice some people up, but I tell you this: is academia is about to fall apart. The the price Dude, point just... is about to meet the like to the point where these college people ain't gonna go no more. Dude, if the Panthers don't get better, I'm gonna start making handicap porn, bro. <laughs> Whatever. I'm gonna put it on OnlyFans, and I'm gonna be making a whole lot of money. And I'm going to do it, dude. I'm not even playing. My ice up is a 32-year-old who somehow thinks a 19-year-old superstar rapper is going to quit cheating on women for her. Hell yeah. How hard it is for me to sleep. How hard it is for me to... Who is it? Future? <laughs> no, N L E Chopper. Uh, yeah. It, it's, it's, <laughs> this is not my reality. A week ago. Can't tell y'all how hard it is because I love so hard. And I love harder and harder and harder every time. And so does he. It hurts the most. Yeah, right. <laughs> Because I really thought that I was going to marry this man. Bitch, what? For what? Why the hell did you think a 19-year-old rich-ass millionaire was going to marry your 30 ass? What are you talking about? Like, dude, it, it amazes me. I, okay, what what 19-year-old superstar wouldn't have sex with every other hoe throwing themselves at him? And that's where the Jonas Brothers with your purity ring or some bullshit. Dude, <laughs> it, come on, man. Like, dude, if you're 32 years old and you think a 19-year-old multi-millionaire is going to marry you and put his life on the line for you, come on. And you made yourself look dumb as fuck on the internet, bro. Sorry, lady. Ice up. Ice up. Uh, this is crazy. This is awesome. These um, looks like the same person. I don't know. Yeah, they what hurt both of them. <laughs> That's messed up. Um, <laughs> all right, CK, what you got? Mine is a literal ice up, and I don't know. I'm assuming all of you guys saw the hit that uh was it Dane Jackson from the Bills took from Jermaine Edmonds in that oh, Bills yeah. game. Oh yeah. 
I actually didn't really see oh, it his that head. Well. Look, went Bro. straight, but like, man, the, and look, the he fact got folded. That this dude, this fact that this dude is walking is a fucking miracle. It almost looked like his head was going to come off in the helmet. I thought he was dead. I thought he was going to die. Like, I really, in my soul, I, I'm looking at this guy. I'm like, he's not alive anymore. Um, I put it in the group chat. Um, it's a TikTok that I sent to you, to the group. I told everybody, if you're not if, if you're not interested in watching yeah, it, don't. It's bad, yeah, it's bad it's dude. Bad. Um, but, I mean, for me, it's it's more of like a, a an appreciation, but also an ice up at the same time. Uh, that dude, man... Bro, I, that could have been the end of his career, and it may be. I, we don't know the ex- extent of it. They say he avoided a major in, any major injuries. Um, he walked out of the hospital. He had full movement in his extremities. He's home. Um, yeah, man, he's alive, dude. We saw the what was it, Shazier? Who was the guy mm-hmm. from Pittsburgh? He can't Shazier, walk. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the fact that this dude is still walking is fantastic. Um, I thought he broke his neck 100% too. Yeah, I thought it was. And when over. we say broke his neck, we don't just mean like broke his neck. Like, like what I you would do to a chicken to was kill removed. it. Like, is like done. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, like Cody dangling by skin I, only. I just it. Oh, yeah. You, you want me to play it? No, 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 no. no. I don't want, yeah, don't yeah, I don't want. want, want. It's We're like good. watching a knee bend backwards. It just doesn't. No, it, doesn't it, yeah, right. it's, it's, it's. But it's just a worst place, man. Oh yeah, I saw yeah. It. yeah. So that, that my my it's literal ice up, son, ice up, and I am fucking incredibly grateful, and I'm sure he is as well that he was able to walk away from that with no major injuries. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, of course I can't ever uh, make up my mind on just one ice up, so I'm gonna go through mine real quick. Uh, number one ice up, or not number one? <laughs> Browns fans, man, got no class. No. Take our take the comments down real quick, or change our, uh, our angle here. Um, <laughs> this is them tailgating for the Jets game, mm-hmm. and for y'all listening and watching, they got a <laughs> massage table out there, a mannequin with a big giant heart on underneath a little towel, and it says "Happy Endings are not illegal." Like, so it's kind of it's just like. Ridic Browns fans, come on, mm-hmm. class up a little, a little. My number two ice up pick goes to the Panthers. Actually, this probably is my number one. Is blocking fans. I'm not, man. The only how about this is Greg's over here talking about the only fans, and I'm talking about blocking fans. Panthers, that sucks. And then the last one, and let me see if I can just do it in this window. Where, which window am I in here? And that is. Did you guys see? <laughs> I saw this on the Phil DeFranco show today, and that is the Beyond Meat COO. Uh, so this Beyond, he's uh, the COO for Beyond Meat, which is like that, uh, like the meat made out of soy soybeans. And he got arrested. And he got in a car accident after a football game, like in a parking lot in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. And uh, just a fender bender. And he gets out of the car and punches through the guy's back window. First of all, like like some old, uh, you want to talk about a karate kid, like the John and Creasy punching through here. Then he pulls the guy out of his car and begins to get in a fight with him. And at one point bites his nose off, part of his nose off, the tip oh, of his gosh. nose off. 
So this vegan Beyond Meat dude went cannibalistic. Huh. Um, I don't know. Is like, uh, man, Beyond Meat. We got to start wondering if that is a uh, a treat uh, that has the secret craziness in it. I don't know. So those are my ice up picks for the week, and I got a bazillion more to go because the world is ridiculous, and I want to ice up myself for thinking of for taking the Panthers for the last yeah. two weeks when i ice up myself or i don't know i love all y'all guys that's my ice up pick hey, uh we hey. done that's it go ahead i'll just say if, if you're going on like a streak for being a vegan like say you're keeping a streak of how many days i've done it does that break your streak i don't know it's if like did the swallow did he spit i don't know <laughs> weird <laughs> it's always the question uh, yeah uh, um that's the C3 Panthers podcast brought to you by CarolinaCatChronicles.com. Every Tuesday night, we chop up the latest Panthers news and opinions from the fan perspective with the coolest fans on YouTube. You can find us on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher. Support our sponsors, Manscaped, promo code Panthers. Promo code Panthers. Promo code Panthers. That sounds like our male strip team. <laughs> the Manthers. Oh, uh, that's they're gonna change the ta- the top cats to the Manthers. <laughs> yeah. uh, hey. Um you get the promo so promo code Panthers on Manscaped as well as C3 on prize picks. Remember, you can support the show by smashing the thumbs, subscribing, checking us out on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast, leave a review, say hey. All the nice things you say in this chat, just leave a little review like that. And uh, that helps us become a C3 super fan. Uh, congrats to Panther Pickle. Um, I hope you have fun at the game. I For hope sure. they win. I hope I'm wrong. Cody Lack, <laughs> how can they get after you? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Cody Lack, C-O-D-Y-L-A-C. Uh, tomorrow morning, there will be a brand new comment on drafttech.com for the Carolina Panthers. I'm the analyst uh, uh, at drafttech.com. I'm also, I write for the Houston Texans over there too because they pay me to do so, so I do it. Um, and you can find me on Twitter, like I said, at Cody Lack. I'm usually arguing, fighting about something, you know. Um, that's what I do, man. Hit me up. CK? Uh, you can find me at Codizzle Allen, um, and that's going to be at most social media, mainly Twitter, uh, if you guys want to check me out there. Uh, mainly you're going to see me on this channel, um, along with these guys doing the Madden simulation, which I think this week was, uh, incredibly fun. I don't know how you guys felt about it, but you guys be on the lookout for that. I think we're going to try to do that potentially Thursday Thursday. night this week. Um, which you guys can give us your feedback on how that works out as that might be in direct competition with Thursday night football. Um, and with the Amazon killing it and having the different products. I don't know how we're going to do that if that's going to be an issue for the, everybody else. Um, so, yeah, just check us out there. Oh, uh, and last saw- thing, uh, uh, Friday free-for-all, Friday, 7 p.m., you can be a part of the show. You can join via StreamYard, come on the show, and tell the Panthers, man, the Friday free-for-all, every Friday at 7 p.m., keep pounding. Somebody, I just saw a tweet that says Tom Brady looks like someone drew Kevin Bacon from memory. (laughs) 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 Oh, God, dude. Greg, how can they get after you? (laughs) You can find me at the Bad Daddy 52 on Twitter. is my personal handle. Check me out at GCS Podcast One. That's my other show. We go live 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on YouTube. 
Um, it's geeks chasing squirrels across the multiverse. We're talking about House of the Dragon, uh, Rings of Power, Lower Decks, She-Hulk, and the highly anticipated Andor comes out this week. So Star Wars fans, get ready. It's going to be a really good one. But uh, yeah, check us out. Um, a lot of times these guys come on the show and hang out with us too. So I, I finished Cobra Kai. Actually, I got two episodes oh. of Cobra Kai left. More episodes oh, yeah. Here. So Yeah, it's good. Yep. Good. Uh, take us out of here, Cody. All right, Panther Nation. Until this Friday, when we do our oh, Wednesday tomorrow beat check, we'll be here tomorrow oh, eight o'clock. Eight o'clock tomorrow. Uh-huh. We got to be. Who's the guest we got tomorrow? Alan Ulrich on Under the Dome podcast previewing the Saints matchup. Yeah, we're gonna be previewing the Saints matchup tomorrow. That ought to be fun. Uh, and then the Friday free fall at seven. Until then, C three Panther Nation, keep pounding.